Welcome to the Salacast on Sunday the 1st of July 2012. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Fuck it's July! Fuck it's July! Which means it's about to be a million degrees in here even though it's like nearly night time. Yeah, pretty much. God damn it. And Robert Kemp. Salut! It's like you've got almost a kind of goatee, evil goatee thing going on, close. You need I to haven't shaved in like two weeks. You need to keep it going a little bit and then you'll have the full... No, like, it um, doesn't get any better than this. That's the like, problem. <laughs> You almost look like uh, Dr. Draco from <laughs> Dr. Draco's lag, actually. <laughs> blue top hat. Yeah, you just need the blue top hat and you'd be sorted. Yes. And a penny farming. Meanwhile, Rob's beard is nicely trimmed. Bonjour. <laughs> Looking steady. Bonjour. I think that counts as a beard. Does it not? Well, yeah, no. It's like a, well, what do you call it? Facial hair. <laughs> That's it. I got my hair cut today and I'm worried it's all a bit serious and because the, the, the guys who were getting it serious cut before me were like military dudes and they were all getting like super buzz cut situations and then it was like hi don't do what they did to them <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Indeed. So yes, I think that's more the word for hair, isn't it? I can't remember. Who is that horse? <laughs> oh no, that's Chavo. Chavo, yeah. Or is that shoes? Man, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, I I've got blonde shoes. Indeed. So yes, <laughs> he's literally been like 30 seconds already into the crazy. Well, Rob started talking French immediately. Immediately, yeah. With a terrible accent. Has he said a word of English yet? I'm not yeah, sure. several. <laughs> that actually makes sense. <laughs> right. The berry is on the head. <laughs> on your foot. Foots. My foot. On your foot. Oh, yeah, I said that earlier. It's like, my. There's something wrong with one of my foots. <laughs> oh, no. What was wrong with your foot? Your, it's cramped up. One of your foot. Yeah. Cramped in my foot. Yeah, the cramped up foot. Cramped in one of my foot. <laughs> my foot. <laughs> Was it your left foot or your right foot? <laughs> it was my right foot. Ah. It was the right one of my foot. <laughs> so yes, this is a podcast about video games. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Zach is reminded of the horrors of our video games. <laughs> oh god, no. Not that subject again. It's already too hot in here. I'm, I can feel my brain just giving up. It is already too hot. God damn it. There's nothing we can do, is there? And you've got a leather couch, which only exacerbates the problem. Well, it's not it real. Exasperate. Is it? It's not Exacerbate. Real. Exacerbate. That's what I said. Exacerbate. <laughs> yes, indeed. What, what would you suggest? If we had a fan or something, it would probably affect There's not much the we can do in here. That's the problem. Yeah, no. Because you live right next to a road. Yeah, that's the trouble. Although, yeah. We st- if, even if we opened uh, 
uh, windows at Rob's place, it'd be a lot quieter than here, but you still get the occasional Car. child, crazy childs and cars and, and like ice cream vans for no reason and stuff. So oh, I had a really disturbing like ice cream van. They, 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 don't, they no longer make the classic sort of... No. They have like high-tech sound kit that just sounds really? super creepy. Like play Justin Bieber out of the speakers to attract <laughs> <laughs> it was your boyfriend. Here's <laughs> no, the uh, the new child catchers just drive around going baby, baby, baby. That's how it works. But I, I, I can't remember what tune it was playing. Let's assume it was Green Sleeves because for some reason ice cream vans like Green Sleeves. Yeah, but it was like not. But it was like in high quality beeps and bloops rather than sort of that weird distorted. <laughs> It was more like a, but it was it was weird because like ringtone in super high depth or something. Yeah, it's it's sort of weird, but the, but it all sounded kind of off key because like Doppler doesn't do high tech sound any favors. No, it's like as we discovered playing Battlefield Vietnam. Do you remember the jeeps in that with the Doppler effect? What in sound That's cool though. Fortunate sound in, in Doppler. <laughs> I don't think he changed the pitch much there, it was mostly sound. <laughs> the level. Slowed it down and it would be. It wouldn't be quite that much, though, would it? Be... Well it was extreme. It was over it was more yeah. than reality, definitely. <laughs> like it was stupid. If it, if the main, they probably modelled it exactly as reality and probably needed to make it less extreme than reality because in reality you don't really get jeeps going 100 miles an hour at you all the time and they're also like the scale of that food world is like super small anyway yeah exactly and that was a strange game no one seems to remember Vietnam because that never <laughs> happened because it was a kind of proofy one kind of it had some good ideas just not very well executed. But the infantry combat was terrible. Because <laughs> you could see fucking anything. Mm, and the computer players could see everything, naturally. They had a classic problem. Yeah. Helicopters were kind of cool, though. And stuff like that. Were they pilotable? Jets? Yeah. Of course they were. In, in, in the sense that they, they were actually They were super easy rather, to fly. Rather, rather well, they were too easy to fly. Yeah, Because they, they, they just, like, fixed to a certain height above the ground. And it was fucking impossible to actually make yourself go up or down. Yeah. <laughs> they were, like, yeah, it's super, compared to the helicopters that we had been playing in that Desert Combat mod, which were, like... <laughs> You super had, impossible. Yeah, I mean, it was really funny because you had to basically feather the throttle in order to maintain a height, but because I just had a digital keyboard, so you just mm. had to tap the the, thro- the throttle key, W or whatever, at the specified rates <laughs> to stay up. If you wanted to land the thing, you had to tap it at gradually increasing speed <laughs> just as as to land, which is possible. But yes, that was a long time ago. Didn't those guys get hired and like basically work for Dyson and yeah. make, make Battlefield 2 and now presumably 3? Yeah. Ooh. Success. Success. Modding for the win. Indeed. Glug. Any good mods lately? For anything? Um, uh, Stuff just gets bought. Well, now. people were talking about there's this like like super survival horror zombie game um, mod yeah. for Armour 2. That everyone went fucking shut up about. Yeah. It's not that impressive. <laughs> Okay. Well, I suppose it, it's, it, it's kind of different. Like, its niche is that it tackles it with the sort of, like, 
hard reality approach that Armour 2 tries to go for, you know, as a game. Except, for, except for they made foolish errors in, like, how it copes with the idea of having, like, because it's multiplayer, obviously. Yeah. The whole idea is, the you know, interactions with people. But as soon as... It's like... Because, you, you know, you can, like, totally murderize other people and steal their equipment. Right. If you want to be a bastard. And cool. be, like, branded as a bastard, so people will try and kill you or whatever. Okay. And, you know, if you if you want to try and appear friendly, you can be like, oh, I'm friendly, and, like, talk to people and stuff. Okay. That's not, that's not any guarantee of anything, of course. Can you help them out in any kind of way? Well, you can group up, I guess. Okay. But then, of course, the main problem with it being a multiplayer game is, the, is sort of the same problem that Eve has of people just logging out. Where it's like, oh shit, I can see someone coming, log out. Oh, right. oh, <laughs> they have to finish. <laughs> okay. Or the even worse tactic of if you server hop, apparently, apparently, I don't know why this is the case, but it seems like this is a really dumb thing that they should have thought of. But apparently if you server hop, it like remembers your position. So you can log out on one server and disappear and then like move on another server and then log back in behind the person who is coming up behind you because you've moved outside of that server and then you just appear on, like, in a more advantaged position behind them on a different server. Wow. See, I thought it played like a, an instant sort of mission thing. Maybe I'll... No, it's just like there's lots of multiplayer stuff. and it's re- the other problem with it apparently is because it's real time. So it's like if you log on and it's night time, it's night time in the game, <laughs> which is not good because who has time to play shit during the day? Yeah, when you can actually see things. Yeah, <laughs> used to have that trouble with with the you know just Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, it's like every time I play this, it's night time. God damn it! And it's only six o'clock in the evening. But according to that, that's like yeah. when it changes or whatever. Japanese time. <laughs> Japanese time. Does it like always get dark at six o'clock in Japan, no matter what time of year it is? Well, yeah. they are slightly less high up on the latitude, aren't they? Compared to England, or are they higher, or is it about the same? I think they're lower, aren't they? Um, I think they're lower. Yeah, but then everywhere's lower than. We, we're a lot higher than we think be, yeah. because of the Gulf Stream, so we should be freaking freezing. Uh, compared to, like, we're like, if you go across to Canada, it's like freaking freezing at this latitude. Yeah. Or like Finland else. and all that stuff. Yeah, we're like the same latitude as, like, yeah, Siberia or some shit. Yes. But, yeah. But then, yeah, if you go up to Norway, it's probably pretty cold. So, <laughs> the north. so yeah. Forget yeah. Norway. Right. <laughs> so, what else? <laughs> I guess that I guess that was sort of news. Sorry, yes, welcome to the news section. Sorry, there's just random mods. What's going on? Apart from the pyro thing, which we'll get to. Pyromania! Guild Wars 2 has announced their release oh, date. Oh yeah, what's going on with Guild Wars 2? Oh, when is well, it? They've got one more beta weekend on like the 20-something of this month. Are you going to get into it? Yes, because I already did the last one. But then, like... So you already signed up for it? Yeah. Because it's basically, you buy if you pre-purchase the game, you get into all the beta. So you've bought it? Yeah. Okay. And then it releases on, like, the 20-something of August. How much is it? Like, 40 quid. It's quite expensive. But that's a flat, flat, isn't it? I thought it was 50. No, we had this discussion last time. Oh, where you thought it was more, and then I said it was it was definitely below 50. So 40 quid. 49.99. <laughs> no, slightly more than below than that. <laughs> but that's like Guild Wars 1, that's it, yeah. right? Okay, but it'll but have microtransactions like the yin-yang. Yeah. yeah, not that you have to do anything with those, presumably. The yin-yang or the wazoo, I don't know. They seem to say wazoo in America. 
<laughs> why where does yin yang come I don't know I imagine it's some kind of racist colonialist yeah, exactly. like China Chinese yang the Japanese describe their assholes as yin yangs <laughs> I never even thought of that phrase as being about up your bum necessarily maybe it is up your yeah. karma up your inner chi you can up your calendar in Guild Wars. Up the yin yang. So, yeah. <laughs> Segwaying back to yeah, the game. That was probably that one. Yeah. Because there's calendar in the game. But, um, what karma do? It's just like another currency, basically. Oh, right. It's like what you get for completing the stupid general world tasks. You get karma points that you can spend in, oh, right. like, specific... Basically, for each of those little area missions that appear in the world, there's a guy there who which you can spend karma points at who sells, like, specific things. Man. Which probably sucks, because that means you're going to have to look at every single one of those every time just to see if it has anything decent. And then it probably won't. And then you'll probably just end up with a huge pile of carbon points that you're never going to spend. Success! Too much karma. Yeah. If only you could transfer your Reddit karma into Global's karma. Oh, man. That'd be terrible. Yeah, that'd, be that'd be worse. <laughs> it's bad enough as it is when it doesn't do anything at all. Yep. It's totally pointless. Magic pointless internet points. But uh, I try to... They did, a, like, a stress test. Apparently this stress test they did on, like, Wednesday this week was yeah. basically, apparently this was how they determined when the release date was going to be. Oh, right, depending <laughs> on how well it went. Yeah, depending on whether okay. their servers worked. <laughs> Even okay. though they'd already done two beta weekends before that. Yeah. But apparently this stress test was, like, somehow different. So they did this stress test. Maybe they reconfigured their well, yeah, I guess. stuff or something. They did the stress test, and I logged in with the intention of getting into PvP, because I hadn't done any PvP doing that Vita Weekend I played, which oh. I told you guys about before. Yeah. I, I, so I logged in, went into the World vs. World thing, and there was not a single person there. <laughs> no one doing PvP at all? No. In the whole server or the whole world? The whole free servers. Oh, there's a- Well, because the World vs. World is like free servers. Okay. And one server apparently had just taken over everything. And I think that was that had remained from the previous Vita Weekend. Oh, okay. I think that server must just have had a lot more population. So I think they just walked in, and then, like, no one could do very much at all. Okay. So it was like, yeah, I logged into that, and then, like, maybe one or two other guys would occasionally appear, and then they'd, like, run off. And I thought you could see your allies on the map, but you can only see them on the map within a very small area of you, which makes okay. it really difficult to know where anyone is in the entire world. Because they just run off, and it's like, well, I could sort of run in that direction, and maybe i see you again. <laughs> okay. But then I went out there and like our guy, what like one single one of our guys managed to solo capture like one of these little supply camps, and then like six guys from the red team who had everything turned up and took it back. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess we can't really do anything then because we we haven't got enough people to fight them, and they can just take everything back. And then apparently, according to the map, some of the green team who, who were the third server started taking random things as well. And then the, you could see like the icons randomly flipping colours, and the red people came and took them all back again. <laughs> Sounds a bit like planet side, sort of. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, basically a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> if you're an infiltrator, you can, like, in the classic planet side way, where it's like, when you're an infiltrator, you can just take everything, because there's never anyone there. <laughs> so there's no one to spot you, or... No. no. You just go in there and nick it. And you then just take all this pointless shit that doesn't actually do anything way behind the lines. And then someone else, and then an enemy infiltrator comes and takes it all back. <laughs> I'm sure it'll get. I'm sure there'll be like quite a lot of fighting when it actually has people in. Because considering it's a whole server's worth of people, and I don't know how many people that's meant to be, but if I remember rightly, I think World vs. World, the like architecture of it is supposed to handle like 500 people aside or something. So it could be up to like 2,000 people just in the World vs. World battle area ground 
thing. Potentially, yeah. So how many people are in the beta, do you think, compared to, like, launch? Probably quite a lot less. I, I mean, I saw quite a lot of people on the first day of the beta weekend that I got into. It was like going through the very start of the game. That was almost crowded. Like, the first the first one of those, like, open-air mission things where you do the three different tasks. When I got there, that probably had, like, I don't know, 50 or 60 people crammed into it, killing everything instantly as soon as it's formed. <laughs> so, yeah, it'd probably be quite busy. And if this if this server what didn't have quite as much population as I suspected, then... Well, because I picked one that didn't... Because I didn't want to go into one that was very nearly full. I was like, I'll just go on to one that's nearly, like, low population because then that will guarantee that I'll just get in right now. <laughs> we I have to wait or anything. Yeah, obviously pick the one that, like, you can jump straight into. Yeah, especially because it doesn't... Obviously, it doesn't I, I wasn't intending on doing PvP at that point. I was just like, I just need to get out and see what happens in the solo style of this thing. And that worked quite well. So everything gets reset, I guess, for the real thing. Well, yeah. They might not reset it for the next beta weekend. There's another, yeah. The July one. Right, yeah. So I might still have my shit, so I won't have to redo the whole start of the game again. I mean, um, not that it matters, but I mean, it's not like I'm going to not see it. It's not, there's not going to be anything new, mm. but I'm not really going to get very much further, I guess. No. And it's not like the, the personal story stops at level 20, so I can't, in the, you know, in the beta build. Right. So it's not like I can go through the entire game or something during the beta. <laughs> no. Uh, do you hit that cap? Yeah. Comfortably within the weekend? Yeah, I managed it. Okay. Anything intriguing going on story-wise? No. It's, it's, no. It's, <laughs> well, it's like, it's, when it says personal story, it actually sort of means it. It's like very okay. personal to your character. I haven't, by the time you get to level 20, it hasn't like... Showing you what the big reveal is. Right. Because apparently you, like, the whole story of Guild Wars is like 250 years in the future. All these dragons got reborn out of the earth and fucked everything up. And now it's, everyone seems okay with that at this point. It's like, oh, there's these dragons as well. I guess we'll just, like, survive. Okay. So presumably the whole point of this game is going to be defeating these dragons at some point. <laughs> but no one seems very, it's like, it's not like, you know, you start your game with your personal story and it's like, Oh, my sister's gone missing. I have to go find her. Meanwhile, <laughs> dragons. Yeah, meanwhile, dragons are fucking everything up. Okay, sounds skyrimish. I guess they. I guess it's like maybe like they haven't worked out that you're a super powerful hero yet. Because as you start doing these personal story missions, it's like, oh, you're actually really good at this. Maybe you should join up with the city guard, and so probably that will lead to like secret organizations and crap. So is it related to the first game's plot, then? Vaguely. Okay. I mean, the areas of the world and, like, the the 250 years of history have kind of fucked things up. Right. I so, mean, and obviously the dragons destroying everything kind of fucked up history some more, where it's like, no one remembers stuff. It's like Ascalon, where you start in the first game, you know, the superhuman city that's getting attacked by the char and then rain of fire and all that crap. Mm-hmm. Fucks everything the hell up. <laughs> well, apparently, sometime after the end of the first Guild Wars, they because you remember, it's like in Guild Wars one, you get that stupid horn that caused the rainstorm down, <laughs> yeah. and fucks up all the chaff because they don't like wet, because <laughs> they like fire, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and that sort of saves Asgard, sort of, except you still have to escape over the mountains into Kryta, the stupid jungly place. But then apparently, that king dude from Guild Wars one. 
who does the horn thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, The horn thing? Yeah. What the fuck is that? He blows into the horn and causes the rainstorm. Oh, the horn thing. Yeah, yeah. the horn. Yeah, exactly. Like zombie. Well, apparently he, he discovers another, like, uber, like, death artifact or something that basically... Basically, every, it basically kills everyone in Asgard and they turn into ghosts forever. <laughs> and now, 200, now, 250 years later, the Char have taken over Asgard, but they're constantly played by these fucking annoying ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Just surrounding them, annoying them constantly. Yeah, because they don't, obviously the ghosts don't like the Char because they were Fuck basically you. made to fight the Char. And the Char basically... The, Charming. Apparently the Char were uh, the technological race. Which you wouldn't have thought, because they're like fucking giant, I don't know, bear, bear lions. <laughs> bear lions. <laughs> Apparently they were the people who like invented guns and stuff, and they live in basically a giant like metal sphere. <laughs> what, in the sky? Well, no, it's sort of like wedged into the landscape. Right, like an oncology. Yeah. <laughs> And they live in this, like, giant... And it's got, like, a huge, giant, like, magma-smelting pit or whatever where they throw all their shit in. <laughs> just chuck it in there. Yeah. <laughs> With all the old magma. And it's just on top of the ruins of Ascalon. And it's like, well, that weird. I wouldn't have thought the child would have been the technological race, but apparently they are. Mm. And you get the plant people, which aren't in the beta. And those the little plant people. Well, you would have thought those little dudes would be the technological race, right? Because li- those aren't in the Vita either. There's those little, like, elf guys who are, like, super short. Because outdoors are usually technological types, aren't they? Like... <laughs> well, I, it's because I thought that because I think in the one bit of Guild Wars 1 I didn't have, like, the Eye of the North expansion, I'm fairly sure that, like, the stupid mechanical golem things that you get were invented by those short dudes. And I was like, well, obviously that makes them the yeah. technological race. Apparently that's the chart. I don't know what their specialty is, those short guys. Maybe they're also technological. Yeah, in a different way. But you get the plant people who came out of the jungle. The plants. Literally just like they're made of plants. <laughs> right. <laughs> those aren't in the beta. You can only play humans, chars, and So poison ivy, norns. An entire race of poison ivy. Yeah, basically. Norns? Those are the ones from Iron the North, the, the, like, the werewolf guys. Okay. Who can transform into animals. I actually played a little in the Vita. I played a very little, just the start of the. I made a new character and played like the very start of their thing, and they do transform into animals a lot, like immediately. Like the first thing you do is like you have these like four gods of the forest or whatever. Where it's like ah, oh, the wolf and the raven and the bear. And you you just go up to these to more of those stupid mission areas, talk to the priest, and he's like, okay, now transform into a wolf and like play with the wolf cubs. It's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll just turn into a wolf immediately. It's not like, it's not a skill that you have. It's just a weird thing that these priests can just make you transform into a wolf. <laughs> or a bird or a lion or something. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. So you have no control over it. Well, maybe you do later. Maybe you right. get like a an uber ability at some point. It's an no. elephant. It's <laughs> be an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> just at any time it might be useful right it's yeah like, exactly. elephant <laughs> it's like if you're being attacked by like a dude you just turn into an elephant and fall over how <laughs> <laughs> to win an argument just turn into them they have to be careful though you know, elephants really hurt themselves if they fall like, you know, like yeah I guess like a tiny because they're so massive that they only need to fall like one foot for yeah. it to be like lethal yeah the opposite of like mice or whatever yeah or 
really tiny insects and all, you know, spider can fall in miles. Oh, this chair. <laughs> yes, Rob, this chair. This chair. <laughs> so anyway, that's Guild Wars, I guess. It has a release date, thank God. What was it again? 20-something for August. I've forgotten the precise date. <laughs> I think it's like 28. <laughs> Breaking news. When was your birthday again? 16. 16th, okay. Slightly later than birthday time. Yeah. Torchlight 2 still doesn't have a fucking release date. Are you going to be playing Guild Wars 2? I might. Yes, he is. I want, I want to see how it starts. See how the reception is. Well, what do you mean what you, see, you want to see how it starts? What are, you, what are you planning on doing? Just like sitting there and reading some news Can't and hoping to divine something from that. I already yeah. showed you some of the game. Yeah, I know. But it's like, you kind of want to know more about the game as a whole. Like, is it going to maintain its hooks in me? Because I never finished the first Guild Wars. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily because it didn't have hooks. That was because we just never wanted to play it that much. Yeah, well, true. Well, and it didn't really do much in the way of variety. In the well, we did of... get stuck in, like, we got bogged down in the, like, the long middle section of Guild Wars yeah. 1. Rest was, like, fucking jungle again. <laughs> so much jungle. Fucking devourers and spiders all the bloody time. <laughs> Yeah. We didn't quite... We only just got to the desert. Is that like the Guild Wars equivalent of rats or whatever that you have to kill? Devourers, yeah. 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 Non-stop devourers. Was, was it the husk things you get, like, chetted husks? <laughs> chetted chitinous yeah. shells. Yeah, that kind of stuff. It's just like, well, fuck that shit. I've got a load of crap that I can't do anything with. That was that was because of how late we were playing Guild Wars. Fetid right? husks? Yeah, fetid Caraface or something. Oh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Lovely. But yeah, it, it, I'm going to carry this around with me in the jungle so as not to attract any more attention. <laughs> but that was the thing where, like, a lot of the, like... You're covered in fetid carapaces. <laughs> a lot of the drops that you got in Guild Wars 1 became pointless because the, at one point they were used to, like, you'd trade in, like, like X number challenges. of things yeah. to get something. They were always shit. Well, they were. Well... Sort of. There were a couple of times where you could get to a collector who'd give you a piece of armor that sort of had a higher rating than you sh- would the, get from that regular the buying stuff. Yeah, but they, those gradually got removed. So now it's, it's like it's not even like they removed them. It's like they just made it so the collectors don't ever have anything in their inventory. So like right. the guys are still there in the world. You can still go off and talk to them, and then they change the text so it says, "Well, I was collecting this thing. Like I was collecting five of this thing, but now I don't have anything to give you. So maybe you should just sell them." <laughs> <laughs> maybe they realised they were dumb. Yeah, I guess. But it was then, just there was just a lot of effort for fuck all that. But speaking of that sort of thing. Mm. One of the things that I thought was done about Guild Wars 2's system at the moment is you still get crap, like, random bits of animal and shit off, that you loot off corpses that are literally called junk and they're only purposes to be sold for money. Mm. So it's like, why not just give you more money? Yeah. <laughs> why, why you can't wrap your inventory with this shit? And even, like, more ridiculous, you can craft the specific, like, you get, like, the bag slots that extend your inventory. Mm. You can craft specific types of bag that automatically collect loot and collect the junk. Into what? Into the into that one specific bag. Oh, right. So, so you, you could say, it's like, this is the junk bag where these slots are reserved for junk. <laughs> it's like, what? Why? It's my junk magnet. But if you really want coins, I suppose, maybe this is the thing. Maybe it's like a balancing act. It's like, if you want inventory, don't bother. If you want... I guess. But, I mean... If you want more money, then collect the junk and be... But it's not that difficult to go find somewhere to sell it or anything, really. I don't... It's not like... 
It's not like Guild Wars 1 where you'd be in a mission and until the end of that mission you only had the space in your inventory to deal with. Because now you can just go, oh look, my inventory's full, walk back to home, sell shit, and then walk back to the nearest warp point in the world. <laughs> Which costs a little bit of money, but only what, you know... You're going to have to do that eventually. Depends how much money it costs. So it's like, depends on what you sell. It's like, it would be nice if you could just like feed your junk into the teleport. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> well, it's like a kind of a thing that perhaps they should learn from the torchlight thing. They'll send your pet off to sell shit. Well, like I said, they do sell those things in like the microtransaction store where you can buy, access your bank from anywhere, one-shot one items. Mm. For real money. Or, you know, an in-game equivalent of real money. But you can like oh, so you can just buy in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, well, not actually. I think there is one that summons a merchant as well. Well, you can equip anywhere anyway because it's well, just yeah. an inventory. But it's like it summons like a bank portal that lets you in- interact with your storage. Okay. Although I read something that seemed to suggest that if you right click on crafting items in your inventory anywhere in the world, you can send it to the bank, hmm. but only crafting items. And I was like, what? <laughs> that seems weird. So I don't know, I'll have to test that next time. In July. I'm just sort of thinking in my head, like, if they were like went into the like the Final Fantasy thirteen world where they had those mystic where safe points were essentially shop shops. portals and things like that. And it's like I wonder if you could just like extend extend on that and have all shops with you at all times and just like in a PDA if like if you're doing a future MMO or something. Well yeah. Just make it ultra convenient. I'm sure, like, you could, but then th- that would defeat the purpose of the game. It's like, that's kind of the pro- whole reason for that system to be in place, is the, like you said, the idea, like, the junk is going to take up your inventory space, so you can't keep the junk to keep stashing up money. And obviously, because it's a stack of junk, it's like, you have to trade and trade the one space in your inventory for either a stack of junk that will give you some cash, or maybe, like, one single item that you might actually want or something. So that sort of stupid, shitty balance of inventory management, I guess. Or maybe in the like, <laughs> if you were doing a future MMO of like teleporting items and stores like that, then perhaps they'd have to like maybe you pay a subscription to the services that you use or something in the MMO world to make it work. Like this, so there's like a a downside to having it. Like, oh, I'm gonna email my junk to the store, but. In order to use email, like with item transport, I need to pay Uber bucks. Well, that's to, what uh, those bank portals are in Google too, basically. To BT, <laughs> hmm. pay money to access your bank so yeah. you can store it, but not in real money. I want to do it in gold. Well, it is technically not in real money. It's in a, a thing that you buy for real. It's in gems that you buy for real money, and you can buy the gems for gold if someone suddenly likes pyronite. But so if someone that, has bought the gems with real money, they can sell you it for gold. Gold, yeah. Which I might probably end up doing. Same way as Fire Knights, where it's like... Why do people do that? Because they need gold, I guess. <laughs> Does seem odd. Well, it's, it's the same way as if you think about Eve, where people buy game time and then sell it for in-game cash. Yeah. All they want is the in-game cash. Yeah. It's just like it's a conversion mechanism to turn real money into in-game cash. Yeah, fair enough. The plaques. Yeah. Somehow that makes more sense than the gems, though. Well, I mean, it's basically the same thing. Mm, I guess. Just the gems aren't game time. <laughs> They're just pay a quid, get a gem. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or whatever. However whatever you get. 
30 gems for a pad. Come on, damn, we're having a sale. It'd be great if the like marketplaces in like those games could open up to like like bathroom and things like, like yeah, Voice, yeah, yeah that'd yeah, be the best. People just put up a stall and it's actually a physical stall in the, that'd be in great. the world. And people could sit there. It would be, it'd make more sense than things like Diablo where they're embracing the real money. Yeah, auction um, house stuff. Yeah. What if it was actually a big bustling auction house instead of like a menu? I mean, flaming demon horns for pad. Can you imagine how awesome a World of Warcraft auction house would be? Fetid carapace, <laughs> twelve for a pad. Carapace, everything's for a pad. It's a pad. They always shout out like for a pad, pad. for a pad. It's really well with all the Americans on there. Yeah, because they also, dollars. Weigh, they also weigh everything in pounds. That's the other super oh, thing about them. Well, no, that's like yeah, what they do in markets, where it's like yeah. five pounds of things for a pound. Yeah, five five <laughs> pounds of pounds for a pound. Yeah, exactly. That's where it starts getting confusing. And then you add a couple of accents on top of that, then you're fucked. Hey, hey man, I've got like five pounds of fed carapaces for like a dollar. You want it? You want it? What's actually confusing about Five pounds of bananas for five pounds. Because you can't hear what the fuck they're saying. Oh, right. Five pounds of bananas for pounds. Yeah. Fresh from bread and bread for five pounds. Yeah, fair enough. Tate to tate. This is like the classic, like that um that Nintendo parody where Wario is selling his micro games, and he's like, for only a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Come and get your fresh, not stolen Rolexes for only value of money. <laughs> the ultimate one is when everyone already knows what you're selling, how much it costs, and all you have to do is go like shoot, have <laughs> a big hit, shoot, 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 shoot. <laughs> right. Yes, I'll have a big issue. So anyway, um, I'd, I'd like to see posh people running market stalls like that, you know, because it's a. Uh, even in The Apprentice, they always seem to put on like a slightly uh, Stupid straight accent. voice. Like, <laughs> they try and be me. <laughs> Alright, darling, can I trick you? Can I, uh, can I trick you? Can I, can <laughs> I, I trick you into buying this shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. can, I, can I trust that you'll appreciate this Hoover? <laughs> Show you a Hoover. How many gems? It sucks. News. More News. <laughs> news. <laughs> Two pound of bananas for a plex. <laughs> Fifty p newspapers <laughs> for a pound. Right. So, more news. Is there any more news? Uh, what else we got? Um, hmm. Any more no. rumours about next gen console crap? Uh, uh, the uh, still that? haven't released a price. What for the Wii U? But they did. It's like it is so looking like it's going to hit around the two fifty mark. It really doesn't seem that powerful as a machine. Exactly. No. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just about on par with 360 and stuff. But uh, it's like Iwata supposedly talked about price, but then didn't give us a price. You know, in fantastic bullshit kind of way. <laughs> what a surprise! Yeah. I don't think what else happened. I'm not sure much has happened in the last two weeks. No. No, not well. What's what's going on? Dawn Guard thing, The Mass Effect. Um, Oh, the ending, yeah. Are you going to get that so you can get it for one? Yes, I, I have been told to play it without with, with that ending right. before seeing the crappy ending. <laughs> okay, because I saw the crappy ending, obviously, so we can compare. Yes. Okay, 
What's it called? Oh, now I kind of want to see both. Like, try to try and see just how bad the original was and, like, all the plot holes it apparently creates. And mm. Yeah, I still... And they've also messed around, apparently, with, like, the boundaries of how you get the ultimate ending. So now you oh, you right. can supposedly get the ultimate ending now without doing any of the Galaxy at War stuff. Right, because apparently you it. couldn't before, so the, no. the whole marketing thing of, oh, you don't need to do the multiplayer is no longer bullshit. Right, okay, that's good, because I couldn't get... It wouldn't let me do one of the things at the yeah. end. It's like, God damn it! I've been Paragon this entire game. Give me the option. <laughs> it's not possible, is it, to be 100% one way or the other? Because you just all get random no. points here and there. Yeah, it's true. But still. Yeah, so that happened. Extended cut, as it's been called. I believe. Or is it prologue? Oh, it's epilogue. Why is this prologue? Very <laughs> great. It's the end of the game. We've called it prologue. <laughs> no, wait, I meant epilogue. Because like, I keep seeing different like posts about it, and it's like I think the official name is Extended Cut, but yeah. they were, uh, a number of websites keep referring to it as the epilogue. But it's, uh... You should start doing epilogue games in the Gran Turismo series. Grand Turismo 5? Epilogue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like after, without the crappy jazz in the menus. Maybe. I don't know. Crap jazz. Is that a special subgenre? <laughs> Crap jazz. Yes. That won a reward for worst, worst video yeah. game music. I don't know what got it this year, though. I can't remember. Sonic 4. Doesn't episode 2 come out? Yeah, it did. A while back. I still haven't bought it. Good for you. Stay strong. It's 1,200 points. Were you waiting for the Steam sale? Well, there is that, yeah. We have a theory that it might come down to the point where both Episode 1 and Episode 2 might be mega cheap. So is there a Steam sale going to happen or <laughs> That's not? That's the question, because everyone is waiting for yeah, it. Yeah, and it hasn't happened no. yet. Nobody knows, right? Yeah. Why is it going to coincide with like a, a, a like a Valve release of some kind? Like, it, well, they just like did Dota the massive Pyromania shit, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, but I was wondering, like, it's an actual game. Like, they thought... did that Source Filmmaker thing. That looks pretty... Like that's also not massive. I did that. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that's a thing that some people might care yeah, about. I yeah, suppose. yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I'm wondering if Dota Two's around the corner. That's yeah, probably, that's probably released properly. But why soon. would they match? They wouldn't match that with a set. Well, no, actually, it's free. I, I guess they might with Dota. Yeah, because it's free, they could have a sale and not <laughs> look retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, except for the fact that it's like let's, let's we're going to reduce this uh, this product worth no bucks to no bucks. <laughs> They can have like a. I guess if they wanted to, do, they could have like a launch sale on the in-game items now, freer than before. Like the heroes or whatever. That's true. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be a pretty dope thing to do. Yeah, it's not like they need money, so <laughs> it's not. Like, oh, we're just giving this shit away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that'd be nice if, like, if Max Campaign Three came down to like twenty-five from thirty. I'd be like, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Max campaign. It sounded like Max campaign. Max campaign. Max campaign. <laughs> it's the maximum Max campaign. campaign. The Max campaign campaign. The presidential the election simulator campaign. of the year. Max campaign. Max campaign 2012. Man, I wouldn't be surprised if someone had made a game out of that because it is basically a money management game. What politics? A- American presidential election. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing to do with policy at all. No. It really isn't, like it's, in America. It's about money and smiles. Somewhat. And babies. And babies. Kiss those babies. <laughs> That's from a game, wasn't it? Yeah, from a game. Yeah, we had to kiss lots of babies. Was it a political simulator? I have no idea. I can't remember. But that would be an obvious, like, football manager style game. Yeah. 
baby kissing mini games. Yeah, exactly. Not too hard, not too stubbly. The constant baby's too big. You have to have a certain amount of pout to avoid all stubble. Oh dear. Yeah, <laughs> but not too much. Otherwise, you look like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> That would not be a good photo. Baby kissing simulator. <laughs> every baby, every oh, baby, you just make... like suddenly start bursts into the stubble. Whales. Trick someone could make it like a, a, a kiss rating thing or something for like iPad or something. <laughs> you just like, oh, man. What's the, so like the text? How much is in contact? <laughs> I'd be surprised if that didn't already exist as some kind of scam on the App Store for like ninety nine p. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, one of those like mobile phone supposed bloke jokes or whatever, <laughs> like the uh, the X ray thing. Or... Oh, dear. So yes, no Steam sale as of yet. No. Hold your breath. Not that there's anything I want to buy from it. Or is there? I don't know. Well, that's the thing. It's like, Lots as soon of Kings as it didn't get very good reviews, by the way. Did we want to talk about that? What, the Sea of Yeah. Really? I thought that looked like it was going to be awesome. Well, well, a lot of people in IC have been playing it and saying that it makes it like... Well, they've been saying basically what we thought, which was that it makes it uh, like it basically makes Civ Five as good as Civ Four <laughs> after the expansions. Five, and it doesn't though. Like no. I read a year of a gamer review, and they're saying that you don't get to like move little spies around the map like you did in Civ Four, and like no. it's just a menu or something. But then it's like, what was the point of moving around Civ Four? Really, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's like your dude gets discovered in the desert um, for some reason that then gets like murderized by a tank. But I, I preferred the I, I preferred the espionage mechanic to the religion mechanic. It seems like this is mainly the religion mechanic. And if you use the religion mechanic well in this, apparently you can just destroy it. Well, you could in four, basically. Yeah, you can just yeah. So it's even it's just a tool to make it super easy. Yeah. Oh, well, at least they've improved the AI somewhat with the combat, I think. A little. Yeah. Well, probably not enough. They tried to. Mm. And they made it so you can stack military naval units on top of transport naval units. Oh, that makes sense. Which was a very... That was the worst thing when... One How did it work before? When they couldn't overlap, which made, like... If you wanted to transport your land army from one continent to another, <laughs> yeah. you basically always had to build a wall of military ships on both sides to create, like, a channel that your <laughs> shitty transport ships could drive through. So they didn't all just get instantly murdered by enemy navies. Oh, okay. It's like, that's just dumb. <laughs> no, that is dumb. Especially because you inevitably have about, like, 20 times as many land units as you do ships. Yeah, of course. Because land units are how you attack cities. So you need to get them all from one continent to the other, and they all have to move in individual squares, and then when you get to the actual coastline, they can only unload into individual squares, which makes it really difficult to actually get them all back <laughs> off the land. <laughs> well, that must still be true. Well... I mean, that makes sense, I guess, sort of, in sort a kind of, of militaristic way. Well, you have to move them off the beach. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like, um, you can't just pile everyone in there. <laughs> yeah. The stack of doom. Apparently they made it so you can... I think they said that naval units can now directly capture coastal cities. Which is useful. Yeah, I heard that. Because they don't give you an actual... Well, they used to be able to bombard them, but now I think they can actually... You can capture from the sea, so you can have, like, a, you know, beachhead that way. And you can just move a unit directly onto the city once it's defeated. Yeah. Mm, Okay. So, yeah, are you interested when that comes down? No, not really. Well, when it comes down in price, maybe. But that's still going to be a long way away, presumably. But I like the idea of a Civ 5 that's fixed to be like Civ 4. <laughs> sounds great. Yeah, basically. But no, apparently not. 
quite not, not great enough yet. Yes, maybe they'll do not another. great enough for this price. They did like three expansions for Civ Four, didn't they? Wow, sort of. Two, I mean, it's two, like two, one and a half. <laughs> the Warlords one was sort of half an expansion, half a like modified game modes type thing. Yeah, and then there was the colonization thing, which was basically a different game just built in Civ Four. Yeah. Did that one not touch the main game then? No, I don't I think, think so. Why. Okay, fair enough. It's not like one of those crazy old, uh, like Alpha Centauri or um, Civ no. mod things. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a mod because there were those. I tried those mods in Civ Four that I told you about, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. the space, the one. space one, whatever. But it was like it was sort of like a standalone game made with Civ Four technology or something. As an engine, yeah. Almost less of a mod, more of a total conversion, I guess. Yeah. To actually make it have different mechanics rather than repurposing normal mechanics. Yeah, I remember the crazy ass days of TCs in the Quake era. <laughs> Some of the, that shit was mad. TCs? Total conversions. Total conversions. Oh, yeah. Where they, they used the game oh, yeah. and make a very different game out of it. Yeah. Like, there was a number of car combat ones that weren't actually that bad, except they kind of relied on the internet before playing on the internet was really a viable option. Well, Quake well, Rally wasn't there. Yeah, Quake Rally was one of the big ones. Yeah. Didn't that. Didn't they remake that for the Unreal Engine or something? Oh, I can't remember. No, it became something else. I can't remember, no. Yeah, that was cool. There was a Half-Life 1 total conversion that had big dinosaurs and shit. Yeah. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. I think I played that one. Yeah. That wasn't bad. It was totally unlike Half-Life, of course. Naturally. Did we ever talk about Black Mesa screenshots coming out? Oh, like, yeah. It still exists. Yeah, they're saying, okay, we're going to do a, like a, a media blitz because we're like, a We've social media blitz for, like, because we're actually going to release it. It's like, no one, no one believes you anymore. Do they? Do we? I'm, I'm still excited because it's going to be free, so who cares? Well, yeah, I'm just kind of happy it's still being made. Like, yeah. I haven't given up. Yeah, I mean, I really like Half-Life, so if, they, if it's anything like Half-Life, which presumably it will be, <laughs> seeing it, yeah, then yeah, why not? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't promise to release it in 2009 with a big trailer. <laughs> in just That was like three years ago. In 2013. <laughs> Probably doable by now. Yeah. So there's been a few game releases of which I can't really remember much about any of them. Or should we talk Steel Battalion and the ridiculousness of it? Well, we have to. Well, I just, just like, I, I, I just want to say, having like, seen the coverage of it and all that stuff it's like Steel Battalion is always one of those niche games that I thought never quite got it right and it's like they're sort of in the same thing again except apparently much much worse because it's like uncontrollable as people say mm. but it's uh, I don't know I always kind of liked the concept of the the setting and how the mechs used to handle and well there's plenty of other mech games coming out soon so yeah doesn't matter well, Fuck yeah, it's weird, because, I don't know, mech games are kind of... I, I always want them to be good, but they never really are. Well, the old, like, Mech Warrior 2 or 3, you know, on the PC... I mean, I prefer X-Wing and stuff, but which is quite similar, weirdly. But uh, they were all right, like Mech Warrior 2 mercenaries and stuff. They kind yeah. of... But they always sort of devolve into a, just a Mexican standoff of who can take the most damage. Yeah, and heat. Who's, yeah. who's like, got the most overheating... It, yeah, it, it became more of a loadout game than mm. anything else. Yeah, the big stompy fun. Like, yeah, having actual sort of 
interesting combat was kind of difficult really because it just ended up as stand up face your enemy one of you will die first go yeah I don't know yeah so what are the mech games coming out well, the, the new Mario, Armor Core, right? Not right. Is the, the new Armor Core the mad one where it looks like it's like really fast paced and um, like seems to do a mech game kind of right? Like, well, it has that sort of Japanese mech feel where everything's like lightning fast and stuff like that. And like Shogo Mobile Armor. Yeah, and they're, that they're, 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 cra- they're crazy uh, maneuverable and stuff like that. But this one actually seems to make. Well, it looks it looks kind of fun. Is that a, is that what is that Armored Core? Is that what I'm thinking? I, I haven't paid attention to the names of these things. I know there's like an MMO one. There's a MetWarrior one. Is that the MMO one? I think it might be official. And then there's Hawker, of course. Yeah, which still looks cool. Although I can't really tell. Like it had that amazing gameplay video that it came out with ages ago, but it's hard to tell if it would actually be fun to play. I yeah. don't know. That could still be cool. That's very fast paced. It's like yeah. an FPS kind of, isn't it? So like, I kind of wish like something like Chrome Hounds had possibly had come out on PC. You know what I mean? Because some of the concepts they 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 were talking about in that game were fascinating, but it probably doesn't work now on on like the way the Xbox is now set up. If the thing is, and they closed all the servers anyway, so the game's mm. dead. But it's like. Um, it, it kind of stopped working when people when party options entered the Xbox dashboard and stuff because they had the the game had the masterstroke concept of having like communications uh, as a mm. uh, a debilitating factor. So you could like um, you in order to talk to your teammates, you had to have control of com towers. All right. If you lost them, That's your cool. your voice communication capability gets removed from you, and it's like that kind of stuff's really cool. Like, you'd have to, like, signal to each other in some other way. I don't know if the game's important. Like, <laughs> your arms around. Yeah. Can I, can I do mech waving somehow? Or, like, have a have a, um, a Morse pulser somewhere on my hood? But I don't know. That just sounds really cool. But the problem is all forms of technology kind of fuck that idea, don't they? It's like, if, you, if it was to be a PC game, you could build it into the game easily enough, but then you'd just have, like, a, a Ventrilo running or, yep. or a Mumble. So that, that would ruin it. The traditional style. Yeah. So the only way to really do it would be to like have a hardcore tournament like in NAN conditions. Have you seen that stupid game, that, another game that lots of people have been going on about but no one probably really cares about? Is that stupid? There's a game that's basically like a Star Trek simulator where you actually have to get together like six oh, people and they all have yes. their own individual console, basically. Yeah, I did. And the captain doesn't even... He just gets a viewport and he just has to shout at the other guys. <laughs> that does sound hilarious. <laughs> yeah, if we, if we all actually had laptops and we could get a group of mates over that had laptops and just all go mad with it. I'm sure it wouldn't be that great. <laughs> Probably not, but it would be very funny to try. It'd be one of those things that would be hilarious for like an hour or something, and then past that point, probably really tedious. Yeah, way too much effort for its actual potential hilarity bonus. Yeah, especially if everyone dresses up. That's <laughs> even more money. It would be a horror. <laughs> well, we don't have that many women, so I guess that limits the options. That could be Sulu. Who would be captain? Do you want to be captain? I'd be captain, bitches. Of course. Or, 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 or the flying guy. <laughs> the flying guy. I just sit in the back of the, the, the control room just casually floating about. 
Meow. Meow. Look at me. I could be a triple. <laughs> that you could. Half the multiplying bit. That might be a bit tricky. We could just like cut bits of hair off as as we like wait and grow my hair really long and then throughout the game just cut bits of hair off and say I multiply. If you ever really see how triples actually multiply, do you? No, you, they always open a closet. Yeah, they just, and there's like a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if you could send me like that. You just need someone with a beanie baby collection to just suddenly start throwing them in the doorway. Yeah, like, like if you're somehow playing with access to your attic, it's just like rigging with a view file of stuffed toys above the attic door, and they go, "Oh no, no <laughs> trebles." So yeah, yeah. trebles, triple trouble. I'm sure I had a game on the spectrum called Triple Trouble. Wouldn't that be copyright infringing? Well, it was on yeah, the I'm spectrum. not sure anyone really cared. <laughs> <laughs> no one cared. Cared. <laughs> Fair I think it was such a small market, no one really cared. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that does sound like a laugh, even if it is just for an hour. And we're not going to do it, though. No. No one's going to do it. It'd be tricky. It's like an iPad version. <laughs> Well, like, everyone has their own iPad. Yeah. I guess that would... Well, no, or any version, because I don't have a laptop, do I? So it would no. be, uh, I'd, I'd need the iPad version if I was going to be somewhat of use. <laughs> I guess. Rather than the captain. Well, maybe that's... Well, like, you could be a viewport, though. I could use my PC. I could sit in my swivel chair. And not face anyone else. Or exactly. even say direction. <laughs> yeah. I don't the know. most unorganised shit design. <laughs> the captain sits over here in the corner facing the wall. <laughs> and everyone else sits in like random chairs. I don't need to look at you fuckers. I expect you to tell me what's going on. Full stack communication. It's more like a real submarine, does I think. Well, if you think about it, even in Star Trek, it's dumb. Because, like, how many times have you seen, like, the helmsman who's flying the fucking ship go... <laughs> And, like, turn round 180 degrees to talk to the fucking captain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But is that not how it is on a real ship? I don't know. I guess the captain can just wander everywhere. The captain doesn't have a chair necessarily in a real ship. The captain sort of stood at the back, didn't it, on, like, old ships. Like sailboats. Well, sometimes they stand in a line, like, up against the main, like, like the desk. Yeah. Well, they seem to have like a desk, and then there's a bit in front of it where you can walk before. Well, before yeah, the screen. Before the screen. It's yeah. basically it's because the you know the, the the set was just a converted cinema, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> they needed somewhere to pull the cameras where the main screen would be. That, that's oh, where all yeah, the cameras that's go. Very true. That, that was probably yeah, it. Well, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's clearly designed as a, like a the main set for a television show, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where the majority of things will be filmed. Yeah, anyway. I guess that's news. Because we can't Ooh. think of a thing, so you'll go down other thing. Well, there's some technology news going on. I thought that we should maybe discuss. I don't know. Like, right. We talked about Surface, news? didn't we? We have mentioned Surface, I think. Do you, uh, do you see the uh, Nexus 7 or whatever? The Google tablet? Well, yeah, there is that. And it's like it's interesting, because like, the only real thing of interest about that thing is the incredibly low price point. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, Incredibly low. It's like it's clearly better, I think, than the Kindle Fire or whatever. Tablets for all. It's like the resolution is not, you know, it's better than an iPad two. You know, it's like yeah, it's sort of halfway in the middle. Twelve eighty, and it's a seven inch screen, so it's quite a high dot pitch. Mm. Not as high, obviously, not close to Retina, not but retina. considering how much you're paying, I think it looks quite nice. Not like, uh, you know, how much are they? 
Like 130 quid, I think, for the base model. Something that's, crazy that's like that. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that could do something. I mean, a bunch of Android games on that thing. Who's obviously. subsidying who to get that price? It's like... What, for the hardware? Yeah, or, or, or is it made entirely out of flammable materials? I don't know. <laughs> Why are flammable materials more cheap? Wood. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess if it was made of wood... <laughs> Entirely made of matchstick lattice. Matchstick lattice? (laughs) How are you going to beat vaporised magnesium with mahogany? (laughs) That would be pretty sweet. Although the heat... Yeah, uh, Yeah, it wouldn't work. (laughs) The heat would be a problem. I don't think it would set on fire very often. Yeah. Very often. (laughs) It would just expand, wouldn't it? It would have to be on the packaging low risk of fire. (laughs) (laughs) Well... You're paying I'm pretty pretty, you've got to take some risk. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Risk your entire house money down, it's clearly worth it. Why you don't, it for like, why don't people do that? Why don't people sell, like, shitty broken electronics for cheap, where it's like, you're basically paying for the risk factor. Because you can't, because it's illegal, but it's health and safety legislation. But they should, they should make it legal. Then you would have to waste all this perfectly good electronics that might only kill you some of the time. But they do that, don't they? That's like that's not what eBay is for. Perfectly good. It's like for for spares, so it's on eBay, surely. Yeah, yeah. Broken only for spares. That is true. Yeah, it's legal to sell something that's completely busted. Provide you're selling it on. You can't sell it new, uh, like busted. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like you can sell a TV that will definitely explode if you burn to sell it on on eBay and be like, "This will definitely explode." <laughs> yeah. Oh man, did you see the uh, guy who was doing? You know those those kind of scammer people. I don't know why they do it, but they sell like the box for something without the thing in it, and they yeah. say this is a box in huge letters, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then people buy it because they're idiots or something, yeah. or they see the thumbnail or something. Anyway, this guy had managed to embed, because you can, like, do whatever you like on the on the eBay pages, can't you? You can embed your own HTML. Yeah. So he had, like, embedded audio that said, this is a fucking picture. It is not a movie for the last goddamn time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, why would you even, it must, it's you know, just a way, it's, it's not just worth trying, the bother trying to sell something like that. Get some money Piece of cardboard. It. Yeah, I don't know. But mm. people buy that. Maybe if you, like, we're a collector of something, I don't know, like, Maybe. like Dyson boxes for some reason, <laughs> and, and I wanted to shift a Dyson box that I could sell it, and then, so someone's collection will be complete. <laughs> a collection of Dyson boxes. Maybe it, yeah, it's like basically just hoard, for hoarders. Hoarder Bay. That would be literally the worst possible reason for, like, I'm such an incredibly bad hoarder that I have to buy everything on eBay. I just can't stop. Doesn't matter what the fuck it is, just bring it to me. (laughs) This is so much cheaper than the real thing without the thing inside it. I'll just get it. I can just put it amongst my pile of stuff. It'll look like I have the Harry Potter Blu-ray, but in fact, I just have a box. But (laughs) it doesn't matter. Well, there are tales of people doing that with, like, the Amazon suggested list just pick the randomest thing that it comes up with and then do that like once a month 
Well, that's just kind of funny. Yeah, just, just buy whatever they recommend. Just yeah, exactly. Just go and, 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 and wait and, and well, providing your recommend, recommended list isn't already full of crap, maybe yeah. be actually, you might actually get things that are maybe interesting. If you've been buying like, oh, today I bought wood on Amazon, and then yesterday <laughs> I bought like a DVD, and then, <laughs> <laughs> you might end up with weird suggestions. I bought a pack of five thousand limited edition coat hangers. <laughs> Apparently, you can buy uranium. So, <laughs> really? Yeah. Amazon uranium. Is it depleted? I don't know. Can you eat it? I think it might be ore. I think you can buy uranium. All oh, right, it. fair enough. Can I have uranium flakes? <laughs> you could probably make it flaky. Does it, get, does it make milk green? <laughs> no, that's radon. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can buy radon. No. At least not. You just need to live in like Devon and yeah. then like collect it out of your house. And <laughs> <laughs> you're good. Yeah, you're sorted for radon. <laughs> <laughs> that Amazon uh, recommend list is heavily skewed towards whatever the last thing you bought is. I don't oh, know yeah, why. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Maybe they realised it was kind of shit if it, like... <laughs> yeah, it. maybe it realised that the, the one time you bought wood maybe shouldn't influence your results that much. <laughs> or maybe they sort of made an assumption that, you know, that the, not everything you buy is going to be for yourself. So it's like, like when, when the last thing you bought was a gift... Or the, last, or the last few things you bought were gifts over Christmas, for instance, and it's like, well, I don't want any of this shit. It's like, this is for other people. I want to buy for me now. I buy for me. I want to buy for me. I want to buy something for myself. Someone's going to buy for me. I go, I'm gonna... s- I go on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get I save the world by buying myself stuff. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I need more stuff. <laughs> Just, Rob needs to buy all the uranium in the world, but there could be no nuclear weapon. It's because Rob has it all. It's all the uranium. I need it all. <laughs> uranium plate. Man, that would be a sacrifice. Because <laughs> you're metal. Because I'm metal. <laughs> you know, if you eat uranium, well, I don't know. Would you, maybe if you just. No, I don't know. They'd recover it somehow off your dead course, wouldn't they? Nah, that's a shit. Sorry, yeah. For a start. I'd make like some kind of hybrid fuel. It'd be like fossil fuel. Combine shit and uranium in one convenient package. Burn my turd for superpower. It's not convenient at all, though. No, that's not how uranium works. You don't embed uranium in bits of coal and then it makes the coal like super jarred. That's the catalyst, isn't it? They call that. That's not oh, I kind of wish it did work like that, though. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, maybe it's a two step process. You have to burn the turd to get at the uranium. Okay, so, so that's anyway, sort of, so that sort can, of makes sense. So then you can react it. So, technology news. <laughs> I've invented a turd uranium reactor. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you see the Chrome Tidanium. on Chrome on iOS? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I'm not. I'm not. I've tried it out. Well, basically, it's not Chrome the rendering engine because that's not allowed. So it's the WebKit. It's the inbuilt web mm. rendering engine that's available to any app, which is fine because that's always been pretty good. What it does is improve the um the or UI. the UI. Yeah, so it's got like better tab. Uh, management and the uh, coolest thing about it is if you use Chrome on the desktop, then it will sync your not only sync Ooh. your bookmarks, it will sync whatever nice. tabs you had open. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you can just go from whatever you were what on your computer when you last shut it down. You can just read what you know, go to whatever the tabs are. I'm gonna have to try this shit. It's pretty nice. Uh, people were saying that you know Firefox on Android came out recently, right? Like, and that's supposed to be pretty damn hot. Like better than like this room. 
What's it? This Nexus 7 is the first Android to have this jelly bean thing, which means it actually has the proper Chrome browser on it, mm. which is kind of cool. Uh, and of course, because you'd be the Surface tablets, <laughs> since they run Windows 8, you'd be able to just run Chrome on it. Although I don't know how touch they'll make Chrome for Windows 8. It was always kind of dumb that it did, in fairness. Yeah, exactly. So. What we're typing? Oh, yeah, Chrome. <laughs> He's downloading Chrome. You're turning on some more electronics to make some more heat. Good yeah. times. Look at all that radiation coming off that screen. Sweat into your face. Sweat. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I'm just looking at the other Chrome things. That yeah. Have, like, the, the bullshit. So I don't know how much it improved, because the iPad, because you got more screen space, it's got nicer tab uh, stuff on mobile Safari anyway yeah, than Safari the iPhone. Not. Chrome could not be purchased at oh, this I got, time. I got that. Apple are still fucking it in the ass yeah. before it could be released. Well, I managed to get it. I can't remember. Yeah, maybe you just need to try again something. Maybe everyone's downloading it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Possibly. It, it is super popular, I think. Uh, but, um, so you can like swipe from the edge of the screen, you know, that, that new technique. Oh, yeah. Uh, to change tabs. Which made me think, what, how come on mobile Safari you can't do what you can do on a Mac and, and swipe with two fingers to, to change tabs? Oh, it's working now. What? Fuck you, App Store. What? Why can't you do that? Because you've got multi-touch on the phone, right? And the well, iPad. Because it's four finger swipes on iPad. It's like to go between apps, you four finger swipe. Four finger swipe. Yeah. Okay. Snakes. I didn't know you could do that. Then you can four finger swipe up to get to the multitasking bar. But, but that's not going to work on my phone. I mean, no. I can't even fit four. No, true. You're doing a four finger swipe on the phone doesn't work. Can you switch tabs in your browser with, with like? A, a no, I believe you have to click the. I suppose you've got tab button. Yeah, you've got yeah. Because on the phone, of course, if you want to switch tabs on your iPhone and you've got mobile Safari, you press the little thing and then it shows you all the tabs and then you have to swipe across to the one you want and then press it. So it's quite a, it's a bit of a. Stop using a web browser on your fucking phone then. (laughs) Why not? It's awesome. Sometimes half the thing I use it for is for the internet. It's pretty sweet. It's it's pretty good actually. I'm on a lot of buses, and I do a lot of my tweets to the Sellercast from a bus. Therefore, my phone is... Yeah, but you have an iPad now. You could use that. I don't have a 4G iPad. That's true. But we wouldn't have 4G here anyway. Anyway. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, check it out. It's pretty nice and it's It looks like Chrome. Yep, it's pretty chromey. If you like Chrome, get Chrome. (laughs) Yes. Why would Chrome want to send me oh, notifications? Like, it actually looks like Chrome. It does. Like That's that. why I'm saying it looks like Chrome. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm not lying. Obviously, his eyes. obviously, it doesn't on the on the iPhone. There's not enough room for it to look exactly like Chrome. Mm, it's kind of nasty. Guess what? It's Chrome. So anyway, take a tour of Chrome. No, let's do this. Tip one: How to search. Use the search box. Right. I'm learning stuff. There we go. Sign in. Incognito. I can incognito on my Chrome. All that porn is mine for the viewer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. <laughs> anyway, I'll anyway. come back to the Chrome-ness. How's that you close the app by doing a five... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, like that's, that's the other thing. thing. Yeah, you can crunch apps out of existence. Ah. 
They should have made like, paper effect. Look, now. there's the earth. Die! <laughs> That's pretty awesome. They should have made a crumpling paper effect. That would have been better. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, 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 the screen should sort of just... Because they have that origami um, photo view where it folds things on the display and stuff like that. So they, they should just, like, orig- like yeah, paper scrumple the whole screen. And go, <laughs> have you seen that ridiculously pointless animation they put in to the new iOS 6? I don't know if you saw any of the presentation, but I haven't got, seen it in action. Well, they've got this new thing for, um, like, it's called pass something. Anyway, so it's like, you know, tickets, boarding passes, but all, all, all on your phone instead of physical things. So right. you just hold it up or whatever and show it or whatever, however it scans it. But it keeps them all, no matter if it's cinema tickets or plane tickets or whatever, it keeps it all in this one app. Oh, uh, yes, all the no, I have seen that. Yes. But then if you delete one, it brings up this ridiculous shredder and like shreds your ticket. It's like, this is over the top. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you seen the new podcasts app? Uh, I haven't. Is it much better? Well, it kind of is and it isn't. Like, uh, above iTunes, it support, finally supports auto downloading and subscriptions oh, really? on the phone. Oh, that's nice. Which is nice. It's because I'm now listening to the Boncast. Yeah, on a regular on a regular basis. It's and, but sometimes I forget to download the fucker in time, so it's like oh, I've run out of cast, and I'm like halfway through my trip home. What do I do? Oh god, I'm gonna have to listen to the radio. Fuck you, Greg James. <laughs> <laughs> now you know that podcasts are superior to bloody radio. All the archers. Oh god, <laughs> you can't even get with six music because you've got FM. Or yeah, it's a car. Damn it! Not many cars have DAB yet. For some reason, although yeah. that, that is becoming standard now. Oh, I hope so. God damn it! But yeah, it's yeah. So now it auto downloads, but it's one of those. It's kind of slow because it's kind of over engineered in classic Apple fashion. But is this out now? It's like, yeah, it's out now. It's available. It's free. Do I just it's, go on the App Store? And... Just, just get it, man. Get it, Jesus! I can do it now. Jesus fucking Christ! Like live app I'm getting. Gonna, I'm, I'm <laughs> doing it, man. God damn it! But it, it, what do I search for? Like podcast. Podcast. That's it. Yeah. And it's Apple. Yep. Well, but it it looks like a tape, an old school tape deck with like big oh, yeah. white reel to reel looking thing. That's the one. And it's a, uh, but it's a bit weirdly slow because it's like animating all this stuff and it's like in order to scrub through the because the, its default page shows the picture of the podcast and just has a few basic controls like skip ahead thirty minutes I think it is and drop yeah. back thirty minutes oh, and okay. um you know like the classic controls but then in order to um get at the scrubber which you can do you have to Fuck press you. press the screen and then it sort of goes out the way and then there's the scrubber behind it and you can see the tape reels and stuff like that. Right, it has its glitches because it's a bit slow at the moment to use, and it takes ages to load. And when, like, when you click something, it's like in classic Apple fashion, they don't tell you that it's working. Like, so it just sits there, and it's like, can I press something? Do I do something? Or am I supposed to swipe the podcast into view somehow? And then eventually it turns up. It's another one that I can't install until I go through this goddamn choose your fucking security questions thing that I can't be bothered to do, like the find your friends thing. So I'm going to have to, basically, because I, I don't want to use any of these questions, because I don't remember who my first teacher was, or what the first car I owned. I never freaking owned a car. Just <laughs> the first album you owned. I didn't even know that. I think it's... Uh, I think it was um, hits ninety six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was what? What were those hits? CDs? Do those compilation ones count? Like, is that are they really albums? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, it's like a, now that's what songs. I call music. That's what it was. Can you remember the? Pre- I think 38. it was thirty eight. I'm not sure. It had how bizarre on it. And it had sucks. Uh, <laughs> Cecilia. Uh, I don't know what else. It I think had. I had that one. Yeah, it? <laughs> had like a yellow. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I did not. 
What music did you have? I had Hits 96. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You had, had I'm searching for the gold <laughs> It's a song that no one knows. <laughs> Which was for some reason on this album and like and it was like completely unknown. Oh, I also had Who the Fuck is Alice on that. Oh yeah, that was, I remember that, that much. Was... And to take that, and old take. Well, that's the thing about those compilations is there's always one or two songs on there where, where they were one hit wonders. Mm. It's like no one remembers this song so, or this band. Like, what the shit was this? Oh, I had that weird that weird Stomp song or something. Right. There was a song called Stomp, not by Stomp, but yeah. that was kind of cool and a bit sort of industrial for the time. Oh, and that, that Hideaway song that actually ended up becoming quite big. Hmm. So anyway, <laughs> that's a Robbie Williams. It wasn't Robbie Williams if Take That was on? No, no, no that was, I think that he did a song on his own because he did that. I hope I'm old before I die. Thing. Yeah, it was quite a long time. Tell me about that. I seem to remember it was on there. That was the time when Take That started doing their stupid like we've come so far <laughs> sort of like songs. <laughs> Those sort of wet, wet, wet style. Yeah, and, and and started going into Let's Have Children sing. Let's have children sing. Yeah, the song has a oh, children wait. singing. I get what you said there. Was like suddenly turned in like North Korean dialect. Let's have children sing. <laughs> oh, God, it's, it's not like one of the members is called children sing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, video games. Yeah, I'm halfway through this project. What the fuck have you been playing, Zach? A lot of stuff. Relatively speaking. My god, it's fucking boiling. I told you! <laughs> it's just kicked in into like super heat. I told you! <laughs> Someone's burning my dirt. You can open the window if you like. I don't know how yeah. much oh, uh, traffic there is. Yeah, uh, the top windows might be a bit less traffic or rise. I don't know, that probably like uh, reflects the sound better. Yeah, maybe. Is secure for me to climb? No, just open the big ones. I feel like you're climbing past uh, exactly the right way. That's not going to do shit. <laughs> I can do shit. <laughs> Uranium <laughs> shit. <laughs> Apparently. Wait, wait, I can't bear it. I'm going to, like, open yeah. this door and open, like... I already opened one through there, so... Oh, okay. Just leave that you need to, to You need to, like, go through... We'll have a draft. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem with, with my room, is there's no, there's too many, like, Z-shaped bits and never, never gets a proper gust. Well, maybe if I have a slight opening, so hopefully it won't make too much noise, but Yeah, that might work. Oh, I can already feel it. I'm going to get over here now. <laughs> Video games. Yeah, uh, I played some. I think first let's talk about uh, the Penny Arcade games. Okay, Penny Arcade. Because Penny Arcade oh, Episode 3 came out. The rain slip precipice of darkness. Part 3, which is nothing like Part 1 and 2. Yeah, Part 3 came out, and exactly as I predicted, in fact, I, I sent it to Rob while I was at his house that I was waiting for 1-2 to go on sale so I could buy them, because obviously they're going to go on sale when 3 came out. And then Guess by what? the time I got home, they were on sale! They were on sale! <laughs> I was like, I've never played them before. I played one all the way through due to a glitch where I was playing demo and it just forgot to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. It was like, oh yeah, carry on. That, that, that was pretty funny. So yeah, but I replayed one in the interest of actually remembering what the fuck was going on. What, the whole thing? Yeah. It's not that long. Reasonably long. It's like two hours. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you already know what you're doing, you feel. Yeah, maybe that that's, does help maybe as that's well. Thing, yeah. I seem to remember the second one being a lot longer than two hours. No, uh, I don't know. It was about the same. <laughs> and like, maybe t- just suck. Two was not really. Two was worse than one, in my opinion. 
because it was just like there wasn't anything too too. The story wasn't so great. Was no, it? it's, it's like it doesn't have a have a more of a. It's like it's, it's, like, it's grander because there's like more areas and there's more baddies. And well, like one more area, and and like if you're the yeah, it's 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 a bit bigger in scope. and the mechanics in the battles are slightly more manageable. I think yeah, too definitely. Or well. Maybe not even more manual. They're also more complex. It's like Gabe's special attack in one is mash button <laughs> and then timer button, whereas yeah. in two it's like a D and D but only left and right. Yeah, but it's uh, D and D, D D It's a Dungeons that you have to play a whole round of Dungeons and Dragons. That would be Tycho's fan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like an old track and field game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apart from like not rhythmic, it's like. It, you know, it can, it's not alternating. Oh, it's, yeah. It's random. Right, okay. And it gradually speeds up. So the longer little sequences get faster for the higher power. But yeah. I always so, kind of liked that active element to, yeah. to Penny Arcade's combat. It was okay, except you just ended up doing exactly the same thing every fight. Sort like, of, yeah. All you ever did was use the special moves, unless you happened to cross one of those enemies, which for some reason had super high resistances to special moves. Well, I suppose that was the thing that they did in two. They mixed up the enemy resistances a lot more. Well, was... sort of, but they, they just made them sort of everyone was more generic. Because they didn't oh, have yeah. so many that were very specific resistances. Which is like vague resistance. And of course, I think the, clearly the best thing about. Vague resistance. Vaguely resistance. resistance to vagueness. <laughs> and the, clearly the best thing about episodes one and two was the player character and his break. Which well, then, yeah, yeah. then in episode two becomes a hoe. <laughs> yeah. Use a hoe. But, but there's no player character in three, right? No. It references that very briefly at the start where it's like. Do you remember the time when we stopped that god with that mysterious third party? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Are there much references in 3, then? Is it connected? Well, it, it's the continuation of the story. So, it does basically follow on. And you visit some of the same places. Like, you go back to the stupid boardwalk with all the mimes and shit. Right. But yeah. Which are always funny because, of the, well, not the modern, those, the, it was the, the quartets that were the funniest. <laughs> you like the barbershop quartets? No. The mimes were pretty funny. There you go. I did, I just like the singing dudes. The mimes were fucking difficult to block though, because obviously all their moves were invisible. Yeah. So you couldn't really time it. It's like, pretend I'm throwing a boulder at you, which is what the move was called. Where it's like, and then you have to guess. Do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretend I have a grenade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were pretty cool. To be honest, I, I like the combat and I like the style of those games. They're just uh, yeah, and a million fruit made. fuckers. Yeah, although they, I'm assuming that mate that maybe that that storyline ends after two because you kind of kill the big one. Yeah, well, you still get a few fruit fuckers around. Especially on the boardwalk, they're like residual fucklings. But yeah, <laughs> they don't they don't stick around. But yeah, it's because that's the whole idea of this. Well, it's like in game one you killed like the god of silence, the mind god, yeah. And then in game two you killed the giant fruit fighter, which is actually the god of gears, mm. <laughs> the god of mechanisms. And now in three you're going after death, which is one of the gods. 
spoilers. <laughs> Not really. Well, yeah, no, we kind of knew that was coming. <laughs> you knew you were going after a guard, I guess. Yeah. There's only two more left, apparently. What are they? But does, does three the resolve the whole story? Like the because the comic was supposed to, wasn't it? Or well, it is, I'll tell you I this. I haven't read the comic. I'll tell you this much on the spoilers that like the end of three sets up for episode four. So <laughs> there's apparently going to be one. Oh, no, that's good. <laughs> it's like you know, which might be the last one, presumably, because there's only those four gods. Is the whole start of episode one where it's like four gods wait on the windowsill or whatever. Yeah. And then there's only three because you kill the silence, and then there's only two because you kill the giant robot, and then you kill death. <laughs> Which is not going to make any sense. No, have you done that yet? Actually, I guess you don't. Well, spoilers. <laughs> there's stuff that happens. Um, I'm sure you played all of the third one as well now. Yeah, I finished it. Oh, shit. That was right. like six to eight hours. Yeah. It's like an actual RPG. Right? Well, the, yeah. yeah, the Z-Poid RPGs, RPGs are quite short. Yeah, they're supposed to be managed. But it is cheap. That was the important thing. Yeah, it's like £3. Yeah, compared to the other two, which were like that much when they were on sale. They were 1,200 points on when they released on Marketplace for a game of their length was a bit much. Yeah. No, wait, the first one might have been more... more no, no, the first episode was 1,200 and they released the second episode at 800. Yeah. They, got, they sort of got wise. But not wise enough. <laughs> But yeah, free is kind of awesome in a re- retro style RPG with a sort of interesting battle mechanics and class mechanic. Crabomancers. <laughs> Actually, that was kind of the weird thing. Like all the generic, like the generic enemies, you can almost tell when the enemies are based on like drawings from the oh, comic okay. because they like they look actually quite a lot different. It's like the Crabomancer, and you get. Deep yeah. crows in there. Yeah, deep crows, and you get Professor Necro Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually from the same strip as the crow has. <laughs> <laughs> but he appears much later. So yeah, the actual... You can, like, they're totally... It's like the style of the pixel art is always completely different on those ones because they're based off actual drawings. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. But it has, like, this weird... Well, it has the stupid thing that, you know, the old FF did, didn't it? Where your characters always looked chibi. Well, yeah. At all times, even in the battle sequences, but then the enemies always look super detailed. <laughs> well, yeah, basically. Pretty much. But it has, like, weird battle and class mechanics where you get you get class pins that you can attach to different people that give you, a, like, a second skill tree or whatever, and those level up independently to your main class. But I think I accidentally picked exactly the right badges for everyone right from the start. Because I found, like, some super awesome combo. I was like, man, this just works way too well. I just kill everything really easily. <laughs> I never need to change these because I've got the best combo of skills. And, like, because some of the badges, when they level up, get, like, passive abilities as well. Where it's, like, you know, just a pl- big cluster defense. <laughs> and they conveniently, I had the ones that had, like, big clusters of defense on things where defense mattered. Oh. On, like, the person where defense mattered. I already had the one that gave me a boost to defense. It was like, well, that was coincidentally awesome. <laughs> okay. That's lucky. <laughs> So I found, like, the... Although, to be honest, half of them were, like, I'd chosen the obvious choices. It's like, obviously you give the tube samurai pin the game. Yeah. <laughs> Why else? Well, and, like, give Tycho the gentleman pin. <laughs> it's, like, super obvious. If you played the comic. Or read the comic. <laughs> yeah. Although I suppose if you played the previous games, you'd know the characters. Well, to some extent. We might not need to know about the tube samurai. <laughs> That's true. Although the tube samurai isn't actually that useful as a, as a skill set, I don't think. It has some good things. Give it to Jim. <laughs> yes, Jim. The skull in a bottle that just jiggles along behind you. Who was in the previous two games. And in the comic. Yeah. <laughs> Although not in a bottle. 
Jim. <laughs> yep. Jim is a player character. So recommend? Yeah. And it has like this weirdly cool sort of battle system. It's not like active time battle. It's not like <laughs> not like active time battle, good old ATV. Yeah. <laughs> from Final Fantasy. Because it actually stops. It's more like weight. Oh, okay. Like, it stops when you're infinite commands. Well, that was an ATV thing. Yeah, but that was the option, though. That was the other option from ATV, was wait. Uh, That was how you really should play that game. Well, yeah, exactly. But, but, uh, it has, like, this time bar where your icons move along it, and they, the speed at which they move along the bar is determined by the speed of the character. So even though it looks like your your guy might be ahead of this other guy, they can like catch up and overtake as as they move along. Mm-hmm. And then like a third of the way along, there's like where you input your commands, and then right at the end of the bar, there's when their commands actually happen. So you so you have like this time element of of things that can happen over this time period, and things move along the bar at different speeds. So there's actually some like weird time specific elements like. Uh, some of your abilities are called interrupts, where if you, if you land the ability while the, if you land the ability on the enemy anywhere, they shift backwards along the bar a little. Right. But if you land the hit while the enemy's icon is in between the point where they've inputted their command and when it happens, it knocks them back a long way. Oh, I see. Well, then, does it block the input? Well, yeah, it makes them re input, Mm -hmm. essentially, although you don't know that they're re inputting, that's essentially what it's doing. Mm But yeah, so that's like the interrupt system where you can knock people back over turns. That's kind of neat. And then there's, you can, you can do like certain, there's like one of the, one of the class fins is the Gardener, which is basically based off the, there's like rake skills, for example. It's like, oh, well, that's a reference to. Yeah. But basically you make, you make gardens that when the garden comes to the end of the bar, it like creates an effect over the whole battlefield. Like, it like heals your whole team or interrupts all the enemies or something. And the gardens have stupid names. Like the one, obviously, the one you get at the start is the healing one, the Garden of Tranquil Waters, and that's boring. But then, like the one that damages all enemies is called the Garden of Dangerous Bees. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and then the last one you get, which interrupts all the enemies, is called the Garden of Violent Upheaval. <laughs> nice. So yeah. And then the other thing you get that's sort of time based is one of the other class pins is the I I can't remember how what the exact name is it's like apocryphat or something where it's like you it's like prophecies right where you where you like you have like fire and brimstone is one of the prophecies which does fire damage to all enemies and and but the first when you first do one of these it creates like a little book on the bar which is the prophecy right but it moves along the bar super slowly so you'll you'll get like several more turns before the prophecy reaches the end and then you can like add other prophecies into that prophecy so when it eventually end, reaches the end of the bar it just destroys everything in a huge explosion of various types of damage That's okay cool. which is kind of awesome and you can and one of the skills you get in that skill tree is called retcon where you can delay the prophecy so you can add even more shit into it <laughs> <laughs> I'll wreck on that prophecy. Yeah. There's another prophecy in there. Although I never had to use that skill, because most of the time, by the time the first prophecy got to the end of the bar, which is normally I had enough time to put input like three different things into it, normally by the time it reached the end of the bar, it destroyed everything. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd already done so much damage to everything else. Awesome. This is sounding pretty goddamn cool. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty cool. And it's kind of, you know, funny, and that you'd hope. It's just is text, it obviously. Written by, like, um... 
you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they've been quite, yeah, quite involved in the penmanship. Okay. Yeah. It's quite funny. It's like a... I, I am going to try and... I, I sort of said to myself that I'm going to try and do Breath of Death and... Uh... <laughs> you're never going to have time. Even though they're not that long, you're never going to get round to it. Maybe it'll be one of my lunchtime games. Maybe. Put Steam on my work computer or something. Just play the Penny Arcade one. Why do you need the other two? Well, you know, build up to it. Yeah, but it's not like playing Penny Arcade Episode 1 and 2 to build up no, to it. <laughs> but, you know... It's like, that's something else I have to buy, and I have these two other ones. <laughs> Even if it is three fails. <laughs> it's basically nothing. Play there. <laughs> play what I have. Yeah, you do need to play what you have. A lot of things. So I could go on and buy this thing for three quid? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty nice. And, and it's six even... to eight hours? Yeah. Jeez. It's a good ratio. Oh, the Rob's pound per hour gaming value ratio <laughs> found it out no random battles is one of the bullet points on the scene <laughs> 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 all the enemies you can see on the map and then when you walk up to them it starts the battle okay, which does mean there's a limited number of enemies of course because yeah. they don't you know also, they don't appear out already although this is not really a spoiler but in, in, in the whole style of the game is obviously like Final Fantasy-esque but without the random battles right yeah and sort of you know, I'm not sure which Final Fantasy the sprite work is like. I think it's five. Yeah. That slightly larger kind of sideways sprite. But then the, the, it does the classic thing of, of like, ironic RPGs of, like, you end up in Final Fantasy 1 land, and then when you walk into a forest and you get a random fight, it's like, where did those enemies come from? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> That's quite funny. It's a classic ironical RPG style. You talk to an innkeeper and he's like, rest here to restore your health points. And they're like, we restore our health points automatically at the end of the battle. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, that's the other thing that's maybe different about this in terms of RPGs. Like, you restore your health points at the end of battles, which is sort of... You know, that's been done in Five Fancy modern ones, I guess. But yeah. you also, like, your items aren't restored at the end of battles as well. And you just buy upgrades to how many you can have during a battle. So it's like, even items are no longer, like, a limited stock. You don't have to go and buy a shit ton of potions. You just buy an upgrade to how many potions you can have per battle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that kind of happened in the previous games, didn't it, actually, to a degree? You had, like, limited stock. Well, yeah, but then you could just find them by hitting shit. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Rather than... They didn't restock themselves. Mm. That's kind of a weird system. But, you know, convenient. No pissing around going back to shops all the time. Mm. So yeah, that's that, I guess. Yeah. All three of those. I suppose that's kind of like the grenade system in Mass Effect all that, isn't it? It's like where they added grenades to the power wheel. Yeah. Where they're like limited use until you find ammo for it. <laughs> You're finding ammo for it. That's the whole point. You don't find ammo for this. It just replenishes instantly at the end of the fight. So anyway. Uh, what else did I say? Oh shit, yeah. Old games. Old games? Yes, I've... Gonna retro. Well, I already was started doing this. What with like serial cyberpunk and the shit that I talked about before. <laughs> yeah, that was a while ago, though, wasn't it? Like a month. No, ago. I think it was the last podcast oh, you right, went okay. there, so yeah. you would know. <laughs> Back on the serial cyberpunk. Thing. But um, after those, where old... do you even get that now? 
I've still got it. All right. <laughs> I've still got the original CD. Is there any other way to get it? Like, <laughs> well, God only knows. There was anyone. You should like upload that shit somewhere. <laughs> to me. Well, there are YouTube videos of it. So oh, at really? least one other person in the world <laughs> played it. as I look. She's. Do you know who made that or what? It was on that demo CD that I I got in I like in it. like March '96 on yeah. the cover of PC Gamer. It was ancient. Yeah. It's 96. <laughs> that was the best CD ever. It had everything on it. Yeah. It had the Commander Conquer demo. It had the Warcraft 2 demo. <laughs> it that fucking strike game thing yeah. on it. It had the Rebel Assault demo and I never even played it because I was too busy playing all the others and I knew Rebel Assault was supposed to be shit so I didn't even bother. <laughs> but yeah, no, so Rebel Assault 2, sorry. After those uh, old-ass PC games... Uh, I did also on the PC get Micro Machines V4 back out, which is meh. Yeah, a big fat pile of meh. Yeah, the multiplayer is fun. Well, but... I mean, the multiplayer is what makes it fun. Yeah, the multiplayer was good. It's like that's the same. That can be said for quite a few things. And like you can have several shit games that are okay if you play them in multiplayer because it's just comedy. I'd go as far as to say it's as good as V3. It's not nowhere near as good as for V3. Multiplayer. No, I don't think even then. I think V3 just had better, like, physics and weaponry designed to fit in the, like, physics of the game. It's like, four... I think this is... I think I also... What other game did I mention this about last well, week? At least four simplified the aesthetic rather than that extremely tedious menu system that V3 had. <laughs> That's just a menu! I know, but it was... And actually in four, they simplified it too much and it looked really cheap. <laughs> Oh, no, I, oh, I remember the, cool. the, the V3 menu, the 2D crazy the road system. Road. It was alright, but it just took Pop. ages to Pop. do anything. Let's race him, go. Yeah, exactly. There's no drivers anymore in 4 either, that's the other thing. It's, it's clearly missing. It's all about the cars. What happened to the franchise? Are they making it? Oh, I doubt it. The 4 probably put them off. It's Cody's, right? Yeah. yeah. V4 is the last, I think. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I played that. Also, I'm not sure Micro Machines as a brand is really a brand well, anymore. Yeah, I guess that yeah. the toys are no longer like super important like they were in the eighties. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, Hot Wheels. I saw them like today that they made a giant Hot Wheels loop in the middle of Los Angeles and had like rally drivers drive around it <laughs> and like seven Gs or something pulling what? seven Gs as they went around. They did two at once, so two of them went round the thing. It was at the X Games. It was X Games. I think it was Ken Block. <laughs> of course. That was fucking Ken Block. Yeah, probably. But they <laughs> He's were like orange. the Tony Hawks of driving. But they were like the exact same colour as the ridiculous uh, play set with the bright orange loop, really but obviously dangerous. massive. Did I know. Kind of I don't think it's that dangerous. Hairs, but... It's like a roller coaster apart from like, yeah, it's not attached yeah, to the track. It, it could be That's dangerous. pretty dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, what if the car engine cut out like <laughs> halfway round? I expect they probably think that a car, that the one of these rally cars that have specially got mechanics and shit will probably operate for like 10 seconds. <laughs> upside down? Yeah. You touched the car upside down. I know. It's like because they had how like, much of a car would work under gravity. What they have, what it would pl- depend on the engine, like whether it was injected yeah, and stuff like that. It would depend on the technology because it was like the Spitfires in World War Two. Uh, what was the the Messerschmitts had the fuel injection, and the Spitfires had like a uh, yeah. what's it called? Um, I can't remember the part, but whatever it was, when they went into a steep dive, it would cut out or yeah. something. So. So, despite the fact they were more powerful, if they got into a bad position, they were in trouble. Yeah. So they had to invent some kind of crazy 
or some woman engineer like, or in the factory came up with this thing that yeah. made it work. Yeah. But also, by the time you get to the point where you're upside down, you're probably going fast enough that you're going to make it all. Yeah, yeah, you have to make it up. Then, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. And you're in a car. If it falls off, you're totally fine. It's not a fucking roll cage. It's precisely this, isn't it? But it's quite a way of fall, is what I'm saying. Depends how big the loop was. Yeah. Regardless of if you have a roll cage or not, it's like if you sort of land, it's going to hurt real bad. Well, that's what car crashes are like. (laughs) Yeah. That's probably not as dangerous. In the front of the car, you don't like crash at 100 miles an hour on the roof. I'd say it was less dangerous than an evil Knievel stunt, but still very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> probably less probably dangerous right, than doing yeah. a, loop, a loop on a skateboard. Mm, possibly. <laughs> they do that all that. the time. I, I'm not sure about that. Because it's like the... the you fall really off skate- yeah, but if you fall off that, and you, like, smack into it, you can easily kill yourself. Much more easily than a car with all those safety features. No, I think that's probably less dangerous. They had a black line in the middle, and I just couldn't tell if it was that they were supposed to, so that they could tell to steer to keep that in the middle of the car, <laughs> presumably. Whether it actually had some kind of cheating in it, like some kind of <laughs> magnetic <laughs> strip or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it was pretty crazy. So anyway, micro machines. So yeah, that was that. And then I moved just, on. Just glitch on your machine. In what way? Because on the garden levels on my machine, I used to get horrific graphic glitches. On V4. On beef, anyway. Not yeah. that I noticed, I don't think. Like, I'm talking like errant polygons, just deciding to... <laughs> well, on, that whole game just, may have errant polygons. Just sort of go across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I saw any big ones. But yeah. And then I moved on to... Um, I'll show you a big one. <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> big polygonal uranium shit. <laughs> so it is. Then I moved on to um, <laughs> some GameCube stuff. Because, I don't know. I got a GameCube. Well, no, to put it in the Wii. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I dug out Pikmin 2, played of a little course. bit of that. Yeah. From the start again, because I'm never going to get anywhere through that freaking game. I've, I've got to, like, Is the completion where you've earned back the money that you had to earn back, like you have to earn 10,000 coins or whatever. But then when, when you when you come back to base victorious with your 10,000 quids worth of treasure, you realise that you've left your co-pilot behind! And then the president of the company accompanies you as the second guy for that section. Right. It's actually kind of funny. Okay. Because you, sw- you know you have the two guys that you can switch between them yeah. so you can manage like two groups. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think I ever noticed before, but when, depending on which guy you're controlling, the music changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually cool as well. Yeah. Well, the music of the selection. No, the, well, that. But, that, but also, like, the actual background music changes. Oh, right. It's like, like, Olimar's music is the door one. But if you change to Louis, it kind of gets to, like, a little kind of bit of rhythmic where it's like... Instead of just like... Okay. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. So he brings the tuba. Yeah. Louis is the budgets. <laughs> and then I can't remember if, what the president's music is. Because I don't think I played very much with the president. <laughs> yeah, presumably, presumably it gets all, like, corporate. <laughs> <laughs> corporate sounding, whatever that sounds like. <laughs> that sounds like. Trumpets. So that was as far as I got in Pikmin 2 that one time, and then uh, every other time I've started over and then never got that. <laughs> Orchestral swells with drum beats from City 4. Some of Pikmin 2 kind of sucks. How so? Well... That undergroundy bit. Well, no. I mean, it's nice that you're no longer time-limited, obviously. Yeah. So that was always a royal pain in the jerksy. Yeah. 
And, well, I mean, there's still like the daytime cycle when you're on the surface, but when you go underground, you're not time limited even that much. Right. And you don't have a limit of days on the surface part. Right, so you just go round and round. Yeah, so you can do however many days you want. But the trouble with it is just like, well, it's sort of... I'm not sure if it was a combination of complexity and, like, difficulty, but it started to become sort of annoying where... I mean, they introduced the two more colours of Pikmin... <laughs> Which obviously just makes everything slightly more complicated. Yeah, in itself. slightly more so. Yeah, where you where instead of just like having the free elements of like fire, water, and electricity to deal with, you know, you now have poison as well for the white pigment. So it's just like adding another layer of having to like split up all your groups and then you bring this guy over here and do this and this and this. And then, but then they also like made there's quite a lot of I don't like some of the enemies of Pikmin too that are like much more hard and they, there's this one particular kind of enemy in the underground sequence that just super annoys me every time where it's basically just a fucking gun right. <laughs> and it just shoots explosions at you <laughs> and it's fucking impossible not to just get like 50% of your fitment murdered because it's impossible to avoid these constant explosions everywhere okay <laughs> it just kind of sucks do you have to just run in there and kill it as quickly as possible yeah basically you use, you use, use the, the stupid, C thing. Yeah, you use yeah. the stupid spray to power up your Pikmin. All right. To give them more attack power. Just rush it as fast as possible. Because otherwise you, just, you can't casually sidle up to it or anything. Because as soon as you get into its range, it just starts blowing the shit out of you. You're sort of run by cam. So yeah, that was Pikmin 2. I didn't really play that much of that. But I mainly played lots of uh, Paper Mario. Ah, what, Thousand Year Door? Yeah. That's a brilliant game. Yeah. And when you come back to it, it was like, holy shit, this is still totally still awesome. Still great. They should, like, re-release that. <laughs> or have they? It'll be on, it's probably on Virtual Console. Mm. Well, no, it's a GameCube game, so probably not. They actually. should HD that, because there's a few. <laughs> they've they've done that. <laughs> well, yeah, but they've done it for a few GameCube yeah, games guess. recently, so that would be a good one. Well, they didn't HD it, because the Wii's not HD. <laughs> no. They may have widescreened it. Yeah, but they, whatever they call it, yeah, widescreened. Remastered. We did nothing addition. Yeah. Pitman, we added stupid Wii controls. Yeah. That exactly. no one wants to use. But yeah, so I played a lot of that. I haven't, really fin- I haven't quite finished it again. <laughs> but I'm pretty close. Do you see the awesome like birds on the wire talking about fat pipes and stuff? Yeah. It was classic. I have to go and see them again. <laughs> but that level sucks. Yeah. That's like the, the one thing that I maybe forgotten. It was like, I went back to it and it was like, oh, this is totally awesome. And I like started remembering all the cool things, like how all the, how there's so many goddamn actual different mechanics that, and like all the timing of button pushes yeah, and battle. Yeah. And then like the crowd that, that like reacts to your stupid moves. Yeah, yeah. You can build up the crowd power and all that kind of stupid shit. And it's like, this is all totally awesome. But then I kind of forgot that there was this kind of, poop bit in the in like chapter three or four where where particularly that fucking twilight forest with, yeah. where the birds are where it just makes you run backwards and forwards about five goddamn times where it's like you start from the town you go out to where the, where there's this tree falling in the road that you can't get past and you pick up a key and you take that key back to oh, town yeah. to get into a room and that gives you the power to get under the tree so you go under the tree and then you go to the steeple you get to the steeple and you do a thing in there and then you're like oh shit I have to go back to town and you go back to town and then you meet a person in town who's like oh we need to go and find the secret room in the steeple using my new power and then you go back to the steeple and then you get the thing in the steeple and then it's like oh right now we need to go back to town and fight the final boss <laughs> it's like you run along that same bit of path about five goddamn times yeah, fighting yeah. the same shitty annoying yeah, just think like the Paper Mario developers just get bored halfway through making the game because they did that with Super Paper Mario and that stupid factory. Well, it was much worse in Super Paper Mario. 
for like well level design in general. Mm. I mean, they obviously in Super Mario Mario they had to sort of do more because they had to account for like the different mechanics that they wanted to implement, all the flipping and stuff. Yeah, they had to be ingenious about making puzzles for that element, which even then they kind of failed at. Mm. Whereas at least in normal Paper Mario, it's pretty much just a straight line with maybe like a bit where you can go paper thin and go through mm-hmm. <laughs> a small gap. That was about the extent of the puzzles. But yeah, when you do all that shit, and you turn into a boat or a plane or a tube. I used to love the Bowser bits, the retarded yes, Bowser bits. the Bowser stadiums. And, the, and those, like, weird peach bits with that strange, like, uh, voyeuristic Herbie sort of computer. thing going on, yeah. That was all strange. I, it's like, it's not nearly as bad as it's as everyone makes it out. No, when you actually see, like, when weird, I went though. back to see that again, I was like, wait, he doesn't actually mention any of that stuff at all. It's like, she goes and has a shower... And yeah, then, but he won't let you out until you have a shower. Well, is that it? Yeah, but there's, when he's watching, there's no like doors. There's no other door to go through. It's like the main no. door is locked because you're in fucking prison. Yeah, I know. It makes <laughs> so sense. you go into the shower, you have a shower, and, you, then, and then after the, the shower, off. the computer falls in love with you. But that's not. It's not specifically said <laughs> that he's looking at her. <laughs> no, it's a bit weird. It's never actually said in no, the game. It's, it's just weird infer- weird, it? like, everyone has inferred this somehow. It's Nintendo, though, isn't it? It's like, you don't often get that kind of weirdness, do you? You can see how they've inferred it, though. Yeah. Well, the fact is that Peach gets naked a lot. It's like she goes and has a shower and she gets naked, and then later on you have to become invisible to infiltrate, like, the head guy's room, with, and her clothes don't go visible, so she literally gets undressed off-screen, and then she's just, like, a shadow patch that ro- walks around, and it's like, well, obviously she's naked then. because <laughs> she's just taken all her clothes off. <laughs> There's naked fucking feet right there. <laughs> Although, when she was walking around in that mood, it still sounds like she's wearing high heels, so I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. Clip, 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 yeah. They're not Shoes. Yeah, they're just part of a feat. Features cool in that game. They're, it's a cool. It's one of the best Mario games of recent times. Yeah, clearly. And Bowser. And Bowser. The Bowser yeah. stages with the Bowser of music. Yeah. Of course, they've kind of used that kind of thing for new Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, kind of, which kind of ruins it. But yeah, still, it's awesome. Although those Bowser stages did kind of suck. Your Bowser just destroys most of the levels. Yeah. Well, he destroys Obviously. most of the levels if you're doing well, but if you're not doing well, it really sucks. <laughs> yeah, but then they're short. Yeah. They're not the game. No. But like but a yeah. little aside. Yeah, they're kind of dumb, but yeah. And there's not enough of them. You only get one every other chapter. You get the first one, which is the overworld, and then you get the underwater one, and then you get the underground Bowser castle, where at the end he's like, I feel right at home, <laughs> with all these yeah. rotating fire sticks. Yeah. <laughs> so have you been doing the infinite well of doom at all? I went down to, like, level 60, because there's an <laughs> item at 50 where, where it doubles your infantry capacity. Yeah, that's correct. And it sucks that you can only carry 10 items normally. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I need to carry more. So I went and got that. But I haven't gone back to go any deeper. And the partners thing with the different dudes you can have helping you is clearly awesome. Mm. How it affects your traversal in the world is pretty neat. Well, I mean, yeah, they all have their own little powers, mm. but then in battle they all have their own little powers. Mm. And of course you get a Yoshi egg, which turns into a really tiny Yoshi that you can still ride, <laughs> which looks really dumb. <laughs> and you can name the Yoshi... So I called it Broshi. Because <laughs> I was like, what am I going to call this Yoshi? <laughs> Broshi, that's great. Yeah, that was clearly the best move. 
Do you tongue bump for Yoshi then? <laughs> no. Brody. It's not that inspired by Brody's. Yeah, well, I guess. I don't know why that, why I came up with that immediately. I was originally, uh, like, the first second where I thought, where, where it was like, you have to name this Yoshi, I was just going to put in Yoshi, and then I was like, Brody. <laughs> and like a split second later. You can't, like, name it, like, something stupid so it names things dumb in the game, like drug. Well, they never mention it again, so it doesn't really matter. the one you get at the fight? Yeah. Or whatever. At the stupid well, arena. Because I got red-haired yet, green Yoshi. Yeah. It's, apparently that colour is random or right. influenced by something, right. some hidden value. So I got a green one this time, but my mm-hmm. original one was red. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, Yoshi's. Broshies. Broshies. Yoshi. Awesome. And the stupid ghost woman sucks. <laughs> or blows, but she sucks. Blow. So I didn't upgrade her. Because you can upgrade your partners. Luckily, blows and sucks. Definitely <laughs> both the same. Both <laughs> But yeah. I didn't upgrade her at all because her powers are poop. Mainly her basic attack is really... It's actually kind of difficult to pull off because it's like it sets up... You set, it sets a target over the enemy and you have to move the thing into the centre of the target cursor to get it to hit. And, you know, it fights you. And that's actually quite difficult to pull off to maximum effect every time. And that's her basic attack, and I'm just like, well, fuck that shit. There's much more useful people like the shell, like the Koopa with the shell and all mm. that shit. Koopa and Mario with his jumping and hammer, hammer that appeared for some reason. Hmm. I think that was the first. Was that the first game? Well, no. I don't know if original Paper Mario had a hammer. That probably does. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But why did they decide to give him the hammer? I mean, I guess it is like Donkey Kong esque, but that is a hella callback <laughs> to just decide that Mario, who has been jumping on everything forever since he was Jumpman, <laughs> yeah. has now like, developed the power of hammer. Stole it from the Hammer Brothers, presumably. <laughs> I guess. So that's that. That's that, Mario. I can't think if there was anything else. There might cool. have been various other little bits and pieces. Do we, how much do you want us to talk about furs, then? Yeah. Uh, I know fuck all about furs, so... <laughs> well, well, what, the, the question is, is how much are we allowed to talk about Well, fairs? if you've got to a spoilery point, maybe you should discuss what else you've been playing other than furs. What, well, just not talk about Fez at all? Yeah, well, well, well okay, well, you just know that Fez is awesome, and okay. it's like, the, like, the oh, final, we... the game begins in the final bloody quarter, as it seems, because right, it's just like, there's the, these, this last little, it, it's proving quite difficult for us to progress now. Well, we have got virtually everything of, of ease. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're at, we're at like 160 ease. or 70 percent. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, you don't find that. <laughs> do more than fine. <laughs> it's like we're at 50 percent before we actually finish the game. Finish looked, the game, and we haven't looked anything up, and we've just discovered more stuff, more stuff of coolness, like that would somehow maybe help us do the last bit. Because it's yeah, maybe we've got all but the last cube bit for the normal cube, so we're at 31 out of 32 normal cubes, and the last cube only needs one more cube bit, right? And then we'll have all the normal cubes, and it's just anti cubes. Oh, I just had a thought about a puzzle. <laughs> really? What sort of thought? Spoilery thought. <laughs> Which puzzle? Well, the throne rooms. Yeah. I wonder if that pattern that we can sort of see by rotating the camera those halfways. Yeah. It's like, I wonder if that doesn't stop. Doesn't stop where? What, vertically? What about it? 
Well, I can't say it without getting it spoiled to you. <laughs> this is very unspecific already. Yeah. I don't think you're going to spoil it. No, I don't think so. Well, the throne rooms and this one. Well, it kind of is because there's no concept of this thing until you get to the new game plus. Well, yeah. I mean, I was trying not to spoil it for you because I sort of knew what was going to happen. Yeah, you knew there was some ability <laughs> to, to see more. Yeah. But yeah, we need to see. Now we can see more. It's in one of the dimensions that we couldn't previously see. I well, I mean, I that, I said that about those throws, didn't I? That we oh, needed well. to go back there when we had that power. Oh, what, you sort of knew that? Well, we could sort of see the pattern was... Well, well like, yeah, but in a stupid jib way. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think there must be more beyond that. Yeah, maybe. Like, it extends into the dimension we can now see. So did you hear about the patch that they made and then withdrew they, immediately? Yeah. Yeah, I warned Rob, but well, luckily we, they'd we, already withdrawn yeah, it. We, we didn't get it, so that was okay. <laughs> cool. I warned Rob about possible patches. Although the best, although the classic thing about Fez is that, like, at the end of, well, at the start of the game and the end of the game, it's just a, like, deliberate breaking of the game. Yeah. Where everything just fucks up crazily and crashes and reboots. The ending is so trippy. <laughs> there was, well, there was some off great... just, just trippy. It and was... then it gets, like, you know, computery. Yeah, when it starts to fuck up and then goes Tron and then goes bright colours and then goes... The funniest thing is doing one segment where it's basically going through the rainbow of colours and zooming very fast into the screen. We had Kippers on um, voice chat at the time who was playing Halo and he wasn't having a very good night of it. So while it's doing this crazy zoom effect, it just goes, Fuck! Yes, we have the Kipper's ambience to our <laughs> where periodically as it was like flying through space and zooming over things, you just get Kipper's going, fuck, That's fucking ridiculous! <laughs> as everything spins around, goes all 2001 at the end. Yeah. It was funny. So yeah. And then you, then, I'm not sure whether it was intentional, but it does a psych out of the, of the stupid um, sunglasses emote, deal with it. Right. Because the glasses come down. Well, I'm not sure it was meant to. Yeah, I'm not sure whether it was intentional or not. Uh, The glasses came down, but you were facing the wrong way, so they landed like half on your head. (laughs) I'm not sure whether that was intentional or not, but it was basically... Because it's it's pixel art. It looks exactly like Like the the, the emotes. And I was like, it's going to do it. And then it was like, oh, he's facing the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) Which may have been intentional, but it was pretty funny. (laughs) I wonder if the bit of the text that comes up there in the mysterious language says deal with it. Yeah. And then it does. We have to, we still have to use that. We, we're probably at the point where we should probably start decoding some of that. Yeah, because that, we're basically the high, we, we've worked out the language. And well, sort of. There's the fucking book. Well, the book is... Which is different. Weird. Yeah. We're going to have to make another attempt to translate that. But the, hyp- the Hypercube talks to you at the start of the game and at the New Game new Plus game. start of the yeah, game. With more it's stuff. a different style. Yeah. And we've never got around to translating that. Even though we could. It would we, be easy. We could now, yeah. It would take like five minutes. Yeah. That's not a piece of Yeah, exactly. The book did my head in, though, trying to do that, work that out, because it's just like, well, we haven't worked it out. No, the book doesn't seem to make any sense. No. But apparently it maybe should. So how much of a notepad have you used while a, playing a little bit. No, but we've not had to do maps, and we've not had to really... Because a lot of it's like we didn't have to do maps because we just got everything. Yeah, <laughs> we just went through every door that wasn't opened in order from top to bottom on every screen. I mean, we're going to need it for a few more of the difficult puzzles, but some of them are really proper annoying. The observatory might be 
Well, Real we tricky. don't really know what we're looking for there. Uh, we tried all kinds of things. Because you like look through the telescope and you see like star formations. Uh-huh. And they make it, Tetris it makes shapes. A, yeah, Tetra shapes. And Tetra shapes in the universe mean a, a basically a code. Right. But it's like, what you've got four different views because you can rotate in four different directions. But what, the, what order do these four different directions come in? And, like, does the position of the star constellations in the view of the telescope matter? Because we were, I was thinking, because there's, like, the, on, on one of the walls, there's a picture of a spiral, so maybe you have to do them in order from spiralling out from the middle or spiralling inwards. But we couldn't but get we that. we tried that, and we couldn't get the work, so... Okay, <laughs> this mysterious blinking star and what looks like a moon of some kind, or one is... Well, we know it's a moon, because you go there. It's what is... Well, yeah, I suppose, no, I suppose the locations aren't really spoilers in that game, because... <laughs> no. It's purple. It is purple. And low gravity. Yeah. And the owls! Oh yeah, we haven't worked out what the actual the thing of the owls, owls is. Although we think that's probably going to be the new view thing is probably going to Maybe. that. Maybe, yeah, we might have Owls! We may have that. But yeah, great go. Seriously great go. Cool. If you're awesome like us. <laughs> yeah. Which are probably not. Probably get nowhere without you, especially you, Zach. Especially well, I don't know. Not, it's not been crazy difficult. No. I might have missed the language clue, in I, fairness. I honestly can't believe that you think you would have. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't spot it at first. It's just like, yeah. It's super obvious. And so, like the most... The most basic way of ciphering language. Yeah, I mean, we weren't. We, 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 we were thinking it was going to be a real big problem. A Caesar cipher. No, no, it's simpler than that. It's like when we thought it was going to be. Uh, yeah, we thought it was going to be was, actually quite complex. I was well something. prepared to just take all the text that the hypercube said and then like look for words that were like the and then start working out from there. Like this must be e because it appears in this this three letters or a because it appears by itself and start working out like that. But it was actually a lot easier. It's much simpler. Yeah, it basically. <laughs> Yeah, you, you get some stuff that's like, this is a sentence. You know well, exactly what this is. You can work out, yeah, you can work Even out. Even though you don't know there. what the symbols are. And then you just work it out. The numbers, on the other hand, are a big fat problem. Yeah, and the numbers are seem to be a pain in the ass. We because I nearly, I thought I had it, and it made perfect sense. Yeah, you had a quite a good system for it. <laughs> and then there was just like one of the numbers that I had in the system didn't... didn't wasn't the number that I thought it was and it fucks up all my perfectly because it's like I you find where you find the number cube because you find the alphabet cube where you learn the alphabet and you find the number cube and then, then I realised like the things on the wall in the number cube room must let you learn the numbers <laughs> logically if you learn the alphabet where you get the alphabet cube you must be able to learn the numbers where you get the number cube so I looked at the things on the wall came up with this awesome theory where it's like well it's three numbers equals one number and then those, it's not really it's not like multiplication so they just must be three numbers <laughs> and that don't like and then I was like oh you add them up and it equals the one other number and then that, and that, then there's that a few num- combinations of them and then, yeah there's four combinations that. And so it's like that number must be nine because there's only you can make nine out of three, four combinations of three lower numbers. So I like laid it out and worked out what those numbers were, and that gives you one to six. And then it's not right. <laughs> and I was just like, "Damn it!" <laughs> and then and when we did actually fight, because in a totally different place, it basically tells you what one to four are. 
and four was the one that four in there in the place which very blatantly tells you what one's fuck four are was not what I had four as so it totally fucks up five and six and one two and three in my theory I don't know I thought you got one two three kind of right well yeah because there's another room where that is kind of explained to you basically the same room just has one to four on the wall of it essentially yeah but then it fucks up my theories for five and six, and therefore fucks up seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> and now it's just like, god damn it! Yeah. This was all perfect. So close. Do over. Do so over. we haven't worked out the numbers. Oh well. Next time. Yeah. We'll get back to it. But it's neat. It's a game that gets you thinking on very lateral, on sort of. Well, I'm not sure, even sure it's really lateral thinking. It's just like, just. Well, you don't think, you jump. And then you fail to jump, and then you fall. <laughs> I got some of this stuff. <laughs> And I'm not. I'm not just jump man. <laughs> I like to think, maybe. Oh yeah, and that was the other thing that we haven't that we legitimately don't have a clue about that mysterious crate that's just floating a mile in the air. Oh yeah, because that I can't see how that's going to be a viewpoint thing. That looks like it should be invisible platforms, but we haven't seen anything that indicates no, if there are invisible platforms. That. Hmm. That's so that's going to be awkward. I don't know, just have to go there and look about a bit. Yeah, exactly. Now that we can look more. Is there any other... Uh, well, I've been playing more Mass Effect 3. Yeah. <laughs> that game has some serious difficulty spike issues. Because hmm. I'm playing in hardcore mode. Oh, right, okay. And, well, I, was, I got speaking to a friend of the show, Matt Macon, this week, and uh, he was going on about... Um, he's playing it in normal mode, and he's experiencing the same spikes as me. Right. Like, in the same places. So it's... Uh, it, it sounds like it's not not just me that has this, but there's some there are some sections that seem obscenely hard compared to everything around it. Like the game feels like it's almost got easier as I've been playing through, like, and maybe that's just because the leveling isn't quite so well designed this time. Maybe, but there are just certain bits like dual dual brutes early on, for instance, like in Palavan. Right, that was a royal pain in the jacksy. Yeah. Just so fucking hard because there's stuff shooting at you at the same time you're trying to dodge brutes in an area with very oh, little yeah. cover. Yeah, that was fucking difficult. Is that immediately after you, you get to use a chain gun, don't you? And then yeah, and it's then pretty. Get... Oh no, you go down and then there's one brute. Right, that's during right. that bit, and then there's a bit later on in a compound. Right, right okay. Oh, where, I know, where, I know where you are. Where there's yeah. two of them. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, oh goddamn. Uh, that was pretty tricky. The worst bit of the game so far for me has been the ending of one the of the two chunks. Academy thing? No. Oh no, that was pretty that was fucking quite hard, tough. right? I found that bit hard. That was. Oh no, no, sorry. No, the biotic... behind me, those bastards. I know that your biotic guys are kind of helping from above, but you end oh, up in this yeah, big no, arena. That bit pretty tough, and it's yeah. quite open, and all the dudes are coming from all over the shop. Yeah, no, that bit was pretty tough. That wasn't that the most annoying, annoying bit. Though, yeah, because there's the, the, there's the cover mechanics and height, how, yeah. how height doesn't really keep you safe, anymore, which is fair enough, but it does make it frustrating from a from you playing it perspective. Um, but the uh, yeah, the, the the worst bit so far for me has been uh, the one of the Tuchanka missions, right? Where you're I quite like those missions. They're, they're, they seem good in theory, but then there's the bit at the end of the one where you're trying to rescue Primark Victus's um, son. Oh yeah, she might not have been a Primark at that point. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you're trying to rescue Victus's son uh, and with the harvester flying about. Oh yeah, I remember. Um and there's a section towards the end of that where you're in a sort of like an under under a, 
a burnt out building of a destroyed yeah. building and there's yeah. a few bits of cover and and then stuff the cannibals and marauders start spawning in yeah. around you and a brute comes and it's like and that section's fucking impossible because for starters like you're in this awkward corner at the start where no one bit of cover there is really yeah, perfectly safe well there is one bit of cover that's perfectly safe but it's in a real choke point so if the brute comes anywhere near you you're fucked and it's and you just can't get out um, if you move, people they just come from all sides. They they have a height advantage if they stand far enough away, meaning they can shoot you in cover. The brute has the ability to knock you out of cover. The and is really like the the cover is so closely spaced that getting Shepard to do what the fuck you want him to do is really hard. The number of times I've just been shouting at Shepard, going, "Why the fuck have you stood up? Don't stand up, you motherfucker!" I've like, not told you to get anywhere away from that wall, mm-hmm. or I've done a power and it's done the classic move, Shepard to the left. <laughs> and it's, which is still it has been less of a problem since than, than, it, than, than it was um, but it still occasionally happens yeah and it's bloody annoying when it does and my, the AI your AI teammates are terrible in that you know, I've got it so they don't use powers automatically so I'm telling them yeah, when to attack too, yeah. and things but it's um uh, it, it, they they still can't no, don't seem to care when there's a brute in their face they just sort of go hello they just get crunched yeah. insta death it's a, which is a bit naff. It's like they just don't seem to. They seem fearless. Yeah, which is really dumb. Just, just remember rolling around like a crazy motherfucker when there's a brute, but then you end up in cover, don't you? Yeah, and then, and then it's like get out of cover, get out of cover. I do not want to be in cover, and then you'll just shimmy to another bit of cover. No, fuck! I want to run the fuck away from this mother. Yeah, that's yeah. It's really frustrating that section. And I got past it once, only to get one-shotted by the Harvester. I was like, oh, god damn, I didn't know that was going to happen and that thing was going to be there. Mm. uh, So I had to do that all again. Mm. I got very wound up. That's that's been the most annoying section of the game so far. And there's been a couple of spikes like that. When you go to the monastery and do the Samara bit. Oh, yeah. The the Banshee fight at the end is pretty annoying. Banshees are hardcore. Yeah. They're cool enemies. They're cool. They're cool. The, the bit where there's two of them, that's yeah, hard. It is hard, yeah. There's some bits like that. You have to run around. Like, really. yeah. like those, the big enemies in Mass Effect 2, where they was like, oh no, there's two of them. Well, just nuke the fuckers, because I'm not going to bother trying to fight them. Yeah, you don't get nuked now, do you? It's like, <laughs> that's the thing. There's been that one time, one of the missions on Tuchanka, I think it was, where they were trying to stop the bomb right, yeah. in the valley. Um, there's an atlas at the end that tries to go for... Again, if it's Victus' son, isn't it, actually, later on that bit, um, he's trying to set, disarm the bomb, and uh, an atlas starts going straight for, straight towards him, and it's like, man, this is bloody impossible to kill him time, until you find that in a, in a really sort of tucked away corner of the map, there's a cocking rocket launcher, and it's just like, well, I'll just one-shot that then. Yeah. And it's like, that section's impossible until you find that, and then it's really easy. Yeah. But it's just like, why... No, I don't know. It's, it's so tucked away, and so like I, I would have never have seen it unless the icon had come up, right? And, and 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 if the icon hadn't have come up on my screen saying there's something at your feet, and it's like what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's, well, oh, it's a gun in the darkness. Great. Um, yeah, that's that, that was annoying. But no, it, it makes a few missteps still, and I've had a few glitches here and there, like they say that the combat glitches or yeah. one thing, but I have a few cutscene glitches as well where. Um, <laughs> I had a great, super creepy moment where, you know, you walk back into the CIC and trainer often says something to you. And they sort of have this thing in the game where they sort of turn their heads towards you. Yeah. 
pretty much turned to Hal 180. Just <laughs> like Exorcist. And it's just like, Garrus wants to speak to you. <laughs> That's awesome. So that, that was terrifying. <laughs> okay. And, and there are a point. few moments where Shepard's hands just fuck up while he's doing something. Like, I'm sure I've had him try to use a computer terminal with his hand fully bent back. She just looked really camp <laughs> trying to use this thing. <laughs> And uh, oh, there's been some great ones where people have just, like, their face hasn't animated during a scene. They've just been, like... Yeah. Or oh, they haven't moved into the right spot. And then, then the camera just focuses on a wall while they're talking, <laughs> and then the head just goes... Oh, I, I had that it's on like, the PC version. Occasionally, it would, it would yeah, it would close in shot on someone's head, but they weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's been some funny glitches in the, in the, uh, in the chat stuff. It still does that thing at the end of a conversation where someone sort of walks off camera. Like, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. classic The thing. walk away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh... It's... Uh, it's, it's, it's... It's sort of like, it, on one hand, feels very polished. Like, the combat is it's, it's definitely... Had a had a notch up in terms of its quality. It's like there's and I love more the sound variety design. in enemies now. Yeah, and they've they've the soundtrack I think is even better this time because they yeah, they, they seem to have, they've gone back on their Mass Effect Two problem, which was to go all orchestral, and this time there are all it's the synth like stabs are back. Key, yeah, yeah, which is nice. Feels more Mass Effecty. Yeah. Then the bloom, the crazy bloom is back, and lens flares are all back. <laughs> and it's like yes, it's Mass Effect again. It's pretty bloomified. There's a lot of lens flare in your ship. As yeah. around. It's like, holy shit, everything is like... <laughs> horizontal bloom. <laughs> just all the lights on the floor. Just Everything's made of laser. <laughs> and I did get caught by one of those shitty reapers at one point. Because my tactic for the scanning game is just like... Oh, oh really? shit, there's Reapers in this in this section. I'll just go go out, go back in, quick rush across the level and scan it while I do. Go back out, go back in. Yeah. <laughs> do a quick run across. But well, that was one point where I was, well, the Reapers move, keep moving for a bit once you find something, and that caught me out once. Right. So I, I went into something. They moved on top of me while it was zooming in. Right. And I did the... Uh, did did my got my fuel for whatever it was whatever. <laughs> fucking fuel. Everything is fuel. So I want it to be something more interesting. But, uh, but and then I came out of the zoom and it was like oh. fades to black. Bom 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 load and it's like it loaded back to the point I had the fuel. So like, well, that was a waste of time. Bom 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 bom. So that mini game was even more pointless than I originally imagined. It's dumb. Yeah, dumb. It's pretty dumb. Dumb. So yeah, but on the whole, the game's pretty good. It's a good game. Uh, I've started playing Bastion as well. A few hours into that, like three. So we can continue the tradition of never not talking about a game for a million years because someone's always playing it. Yeah, you have to pick <laughs> up on recommendation style. Uh, well, I don't know much more, much more I can add to what Dan said, in fairness. It's, There's it's, not a lot to say about it. No, it's good. It's, like, it's, it is good. I like the art and the music and everything. There's a certain zen thing about how you learn the combat as yeah. well. It's like immediately it just seems like a bit of a clusterfuck. At first, but then, yeah. But then you start to... Start to see it a bit more. It's the like you, is, you have to train your eyes a little, in a little way because of the stu- the isometric viewpoint and how a yeah. lot of things sort of float. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get your aim. The gas bag, the wind bag, the wind bag. Yeah, yeah. But that is it, though. That is the game. The combat. Yeah. You start to realize. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's it's actually good that it's pretty nuanced mm. and actually quite well done. Uh, I kind of wish there were more enemy types. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, you do get more. 
obviously. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and there are variants of the same ones. You know, they look the same, but attack differently. And more weapons and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Still. I've got like half the weapons. Well, I've got most of the weapons yeah. now. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm enjoying it. It's, it's one of those things where I don't sort of really want to play it, if you know what I mean. I don't sort of find myself yeah, completely drawn to it, but once I'm in, I can't stop. Level. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's like you go back to the best and it's like, oh, I'll just do another one. Yeah. I'll just do another one. <laughs> just keep going. So you won't I actually finish it? Yeah. Can't see. Well, it's fine. Oh, no, that's all that's progress. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you do something, you rarely do something that's just a side thing. I still think it's freaking crazy that Giant Bomb put it above Portal 2 in their Game of the Year list. Yeah, I agree. A bit mental, but... I do agree. It's, it's It sort of has that smell of indie production, doesn't it? It's... Somewhat, yeah. That's alright, though. Nothing wrong with that. No, actually say. not. You know, indie has a certain feel or something, I don't know if yeah. you know what I mean. It's a certain yeah. oddness to it. But there are places where it feels more cheap than designed if you know what I mean because you can design out a lot of like indie feels so it actually makes sense but there are places in this where it's just like mm, you know that's probably yeah probably a compromise they've had to make and that kind it's of cool, stuff it's cool. yeah, yeah it's kind of neat I mean like like I must be I don't know how far through the game I am at like three hours but it's like I've got uh, I'm still missing one of the buildings um, from, you... from the bastion and I'm uh uh, I'm only level three as well. Are you still picking up shards? Uh, I've got a core to go. Oh, cores. Right, you've been picking up cores. Yeah, mm. there's another half of the game. At least. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'm about nearly halfway. But I'm only yeah. level three. Yeah. So this guy, this guy, there must be some hardcore leveling. Or maybe that's what New Game Plus is for. Yeah, I think so. Possibly. I don't know. I can't remember what level I got up to. But, yeah. yeah, good game. Also, Pimble Arcade news. <laughs> um, the uh, iOS version of Pimble Arcade is now, they've now sort of got rid of the confusing difference between the paid for and free versions of the of the main app. So now they're all free. Okay. Well, well free is probably going to die deaf and be removed uh, because of it. But it comes with the Arabian Nights table for free. So you get a free table now. Play it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But it's a pretty good. But it's hard. Do you watch that? Sorry, I'm interested. Watch what? No, I don't. Okay, carry on. I just just sort of know of that. (laughs) All right, okay. But yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's a good table. It's kind of hard. The ball has a tendency to go straight down the middle. Motherfucker! It's like I can't do anything about that. Goddamn! And and, like every two seconds, it's like five almost. Yeah, that fucking music. Yeah, like, that, that happens a lot. <laughs> but the, uh, the the sort of electric sitar thing never gets old. <laughs> Especially have a really good ball because the thing starts going really mental because it sort of goes until it's like just playing notes so fast it's just like <laughs> quality game. <laughs> Pimple Arcade, bitches! Everyone with an iPad should have it. Indeed. And Kippers has now lent me the uh, um, the Williams Hall of Fame collection, which oh, yeah, is made, also made by Farsight, so I can play some of the other tables. Some of the other tables. Not or at least see what they were. Or, so, yeah, because see what the last version, or how much has changed, which, because some of the tables have been redone for, or appear in Pimble Arcade that have already appeared in the Hall of Fame thing, so it'll be interesting to see, like, 
if they've upped the engine in, in the differences between them, but it doesn't look like they have, in fairness. Yeah, it's probably the same stuff. Tech, just with yeah. new tables and stuff. It's the best people tech out there, though. We're running out of time here. We're running out of time. We've got, like, one and a half minutes. Pyromania! Yeah. <laughs> Me, the pyro was pretty cool. Nah, I liked yeah. it. I really liked it. I, okay. I was, I was it wasn't in... nearly as good as most of the other ones. I don't know. It's better than... Um... I don't know. Some of the middling ones, some of the middle ones, weren't were so good. It's kind know. of funny. Like, obviously, Meet the Scout is probably the most boring. I don't know. I quite like that. Mainly because it's just the Scout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's one of the best talkiers. I think the demo is pretty crap. Yeah, yeah. the demo is crap. And Meet the Engineer is just sort of. That's fine. That's it's okay. That's like a good intro. To Ironic. <laughs> well, no, Meet the Engineer, I think, worked well as sort of like setting the scene for the game before it came out. You know, well, that kind of stuff. Meet the Heavy first. Meet the Heavy was first, yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the awesomest first one. But I thought they, they, I thought they were both released before the Yeah, launched, I think Engineer so was quite an early one as well. Meet the Engineer. Well, it was quite an early one. I'm not sure if it was before the game came out, though. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway. Meet the Pyro is kind of there, and the Pyro goals are not that great either. The Pyro Vision. Oh, I want to try yeah, I tried those. They're quite fun. I mean, it's cool. They fixed the fact that it gave you a wall hack in two for <laughs> Right, we're running out of time. Yeah, so, meh on your front on the Pyromania. Yeah, okay. I might be enthusiastic about the scout weapons that came in now. Okay. So, I've got to try the game mode. Okay, sure, that's like. Oh, yeah. that's it's one, one flag CTF, basically. No. Well, that's still kind of fun. <laughs> right, well, thank you for joining us on the Sidecast. And uh, join us for more TF2 content, etc. next time. Quite <laughs> probably. Goodbye. Pretty good. Bye. Salut! I'm not gonna do shit! <laughs>